Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. All right. Welcome back. Hey, Market Mondays. Monday. Monday. Another Monday. Thank God for Monday. And another one. And another one. Legendary situation, ATL, know the vibes. Yeah, shout out to this whole city. Y'all looking silky. What's that, Sergio and Black Label? What we doing? This this the custom Mike B joints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is from the fashion house. This is from the fashion house. Shout out to Mike B, man. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to our guy, I Bogart, the legend himself. Yes, 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 sir. Yes, Sirski. So we got a jam-packed show for you guys. Of course, the legendary 19 Keys will be joining us a little later. Yes. Ian has a slideshow. Uh, we haven't seen that in a while. I know people always presentation has returned. Enjoy that for sure. <laughs> for sure. So um, yeah, we're not going to waste no time with you guys, man. We're gonna get into it and um we're gonna, you know, make the fireworks happen. Um, before we start, gotta give a big shout out to the city of Atlanta. Congratulations to Mike and Jessica on their their union, soon to be. He proposed, popped the question <laughs> at his birthday party. So More that was she said yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Shout out to Mike. Proud of you. Shout out to Mike and Jess. Oh, so he had a baby shower. He had a uh, birthday party. He had a proposal party. Had a lot of stuff happen this weekend. Yeah, the application was submitted to the Married Men Club. Um, we have accepted Michael into the fraternity. We're looking forward to his membership. Uh, we are also looking for new members at any point in time. Just let me know. I am the leader of the foundation. So we're always looking for new guys. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Who going first, Bam or me? Well, can we talk about Bam? We got to put an over under. <laughs> Bam is suspended. Bam is suspended. I saw you put him out. Six months? Six months suspension? At least. Could be further. We got a review. Bam, I got got you on the fire. Got a review. review. I I haven't seen a performance like that in years. Shout out to Bam. Legendary situation. One of one. Uh, Make some quick announcements before we we start. Um, Midwest. We are headed to the Midwest this week for a run. For a run. So I'm I'm going to lay this out. And um, you guys show up to all the events, please. So um, on October 19th of this week, it's Wednesday, we will be in Columbus, Ohio for HBCU event um, about financial planning services, a career, careers and financial planning services, mm-hmm. different things of that nature. Um, so really dope event for the community, free event. Um, and then the next day, 
on October 20th, we will be in Columbus, Ohio. Back to back. For another event. Um, to help close the health and disparity gap with African-American uh, male wellness uh, event. Mm -hmm. So that's a vibe. So back-to-back -back dates in Columbus, Ohio. Used to get it in Ohio. Shout hey. out to Ken. Shout out to Ken. Shout out to Dipset. And then uh, on the 21st, we will be in Chicago, Illinois at the uh, Blueprint Men's Summit. Yeah. So Chi-Town, you know how we do. We was just there a few weeks ago. We coming back. Shout out to Chicago. So what I'm going to do is um, put the, the links to all of these uh, in the description. If you want to come, just go to the links, RSVP, and uh, pop out on us. So Columbus, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, and Chicago. That's a, nice uh, run. a nice Midwest run. Shout out to the Midwest, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout, yeah. Shout out to Midwest the city. Family. Shout out city. What's going on? It's going to be a, a, an eventful week. Yeah. Yeah. And then, an um, eventful weekend. For sure. The real question later? is, will you be on the west side of Chicago Looking for a <laughs> Two arms up. Touchdown. Shout out to Cam. Cam a legend in the Midwest. Shout out to Cam. Him and DMX had some legendary moments in the Midwest. Shout out to Cam, man. That's my guy. That was a good one. Um, and then this week, big episode. Speaking of the Midwest, we on the Midwest whole week. Uh, this episode tomorrow, uh, Mario Kelly. Shout out to Detroit. Shout out to Detroit. Michigan. Um, so Mario is a gentleman that started a staffing and cleaning um, business for like $27, was it? Yeah. And now yep. he's grown into a multi-million dollar operation. So he does cleaning services for um, Little Caesars Arena. Yeah, all the four major sports in Detroit. The, yeah, Little Caesars. Uh, the Ford Ford Field. Comerical Field, which is what it's Comerical like. Comerical Park. Ford, what it, yep. All of the sports arenas yep. he has. Um, gentlemen. And theaters too. Yeah, it came up from the projects. And created a staffing company, created a cleaning company, hired from the community. It's a very inspirational, That's educational genius. story. Yeah, it's very, very genius. Very the staffing, yeah. the staffing part is crazy because it's like, I mean, how you staff people? He's like, I go to the neighborhood. Like people need jobs. Like I hold, he holds like job fairs pretty much in the projects. Gets That's a bunch so of people. Smart. Yo, hand to hand with it. Yeah, hand in hand with. Yeah, it. so he's like, yo, I can come. I go to the, I go to them. Like, look, yeah. I get 150 people tomorrow. Like, what we doing? Yeah, and it's not like you got. It's not like really like you know. It's it's cleaning. Yeah, so it's not yeah. too hard. You know, you just learn a couple things. Da, 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 da. He got a whole system. So, um, shout out to him, man. That's that's something that I'm really looking forward to. Shout out to Detroit, Michigan. So, yeah, shout out to the Midwest, man. Yeah, so that's Absolutely. gonna be a dope one, man. His his story is. It's, it's pretty interesting. We we met him just because we were going to tour. Shout out to Chill. Shout out to Chill. Shout out to Chill. Shout out to the whole, you know, the BFM, everybody in, in Detroit. But he was just coming to show us uh, Shinola, the watch company. And he was like, this is a gentleman I want you to meet. And we were like, all right, this is cool. And we thought, I thought he worked at Shinola the way he was giving us a tour. And then when we sat down at dinner, he told me the story. I'm like, oh, no, nah, we got, this has to be an episode. This has to be an episode. So it was just one of those things was like, and I'm sure there's plenty of people like him out there that just have amazing stories that haven't had the chance to be highlighted. So we're looking forward to doing that as we always do. It's, it's a classic one. Yeah. Remember uh, when we met Kaiser in, in New York and, and he yeah. was talking about like, yeah, like all of these buildings, somebody needs to clean them. And um, it's one of these things where you never the really partnership think about alert. That yeah. idea that Kaiser had though. Oh yeah. I, when I started doing the research, that's multi, multi-million dollar anyway. We're going to get yeah. I think he's yeah. what he got 3,700 employees. Yeah, yeah, the staffing. Yeah, that's staffing. So that's a good because people have been Wait, 3,700, 3,700, bro. Yeah, people have been asking for um a cleaning, how to start a cleaning business. So that's two and ones cleaning and staffing. And he, he's talked about both of them. And it's it's pretty much no money to start. Yeah, he, he I mean, he got it off the muscle, man. Started with a church, ended up in four fields. So 
I mean, there really is no excuse. It's all about execution. Yeah. There's always an opportunity in this world. Just got to be able to see it. Yes, yeah, wow. uh, So, all right. Announcement. I mean, uh, Ally. Shout uh, out to Ally. Shout, while we're talking about Detroit, shout out to uh, our good folks <laughs> in Detroit. <laughs> we want to let you know about a great choice if you're looking to bank or invest. Ally is a leading digital financial company financial service company with passionate customer service, innovative financial solutions, and our relentlessly focused on doing it right for both customers and our communities. Get with allies so you can save, invest, and spend on the things that matter most to you. For everything we need, we're all better off with an ally. Shout out to the whole city of Detroit and shout out to the yeah. good folks at Ally. Yeah, shout out are. to Ally. I love y'all. Shout out to yeah. Ken as well. Y'all know how this works, man. This is the disclaimer. Do your own research. Our content is intended to be used. It must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important to do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and wish to rely upon whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. Please, please. This is a message brought to you by the good fellas at Earn Your Leisure and the good brother Ian Dunlap, the master investor himself. Continue to do the research. And when it's good yes. research, share the research. Do oh, yeah. not, do not, do not copy this research. Anything that yes. you see here is meant for the use of our audience. Please don't try to remix this. This is not that. Shout out to Puff who put out the remix for. Speaking <laughs> of Puff, last thing, last thing to say is to um, shout out to Revolt. Uh, season 2.5 of Assets Over Liabilities Stop. comes on yes. tonight on Revolt's TV channel, and then on their YouTube channel on Thursday. Um, Hitmaker. Mm, hey, legend. Starting it off with Hitmaker. He just won uh, Producer of the Year. He did. I was just gonna say he that BET got the Producer of the Year. Okay. Rightfully he so. an amazing story though. I know a lot of people may not like him. He's lived a hell of a life though. Good dude. Oh, Talk about the remix. Good, good dude. dude. <laughs> good dude, man. So check that out. Assets Over Liabilities is back. Hitmaker. Um, Hitmaker. Dope. Yeah, yeah. What, sure. what was one of the biggest lessons? You don't have to give like the big one away because we can- Hitmaker? Yeah. Hitmaker? Just his ability to reinvent himself. And it's like, you know, people forget that he was young bird. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like now, because yeah. he got so much and it, I asked him, I'm like, why didn't you just keep the name young bird? He was like, young bird has so much attached to it that Dirt, yeah, they, yeah. they wouldn't have taken me seriously. I wouldn't have been able to grow if I was just kept that name. He was like, so mm -hmm. I knew I had to reinvent myself totally in order for me to, you know, be respected as a as one of the top producers in the game. And that's what he's been able to do. So that taught me that sometimes you just have to reinvent yourself. You can't be scared to reinvent because he was already successful as Young Bird. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, despite some some <laughs> off the field challenges, he was already successful as Young Bird. So yeah. it's like most people would have been like, yo, it took me this long to become successful as this. I'm not going to completely change my name and my yeah. whole identity because some people don't even know who Young Bird is. Some people don't, yeah. I That's mean, true. like, there's a whole generation that doesn't even they missed know that who whole young section of his life. Like, he was true. a young. He, he, the thing is, he was a young prodigy as a rapper. Like, if you ever go watch his YouTube clips of him rapping when he's like nine years old, like yeah. he was really spitting, and, and that's when X found him. So. His story, like what Shari said, is reinventing yourself, but it's also the consistency. I'm like, yo, how many songs you got, man? It's like thousands, bro. I make yeah. like ten songs a night. I'm like, damn. He's like, and, and I think he was talking about getting credit too. So one of those things is like, yo, a lot of the records people don't even know I did, but I did. Like, shout out to Tink. He put out Tink's album, and just knowing mm. that he produced the whole thing, and he had 17 songs streaming, and it was kind of like under on the low. But I'm like, he's just like, nah, bro. That's how you run up 10 billion streams. That's how you run up 10 billion streams. That's I had a hundred songs on the chart at the same time. Good deal. Yeah. Different. It's a good lesson on overcoming adversity too, and using that as fuel to get to the next level. And the crazy part, the whole situation that happened in Detroit wasn't even his situ situation. So that's a good lesson to just make sure you're around the right people. But yeah, kudos to him for overcoming adversity and 
being one of the top producers in the game now. Good dude. All right, Ian, announcements? Uh, Stock Club Call will be tomorrow at 9.30 Central. Um, for Market Mondays, go rate the podcast. We're giving away $5,000, 20 tickets. And once we get into the top 10, I'll give away 50 scholarships to Stock Club. So go rate the podcast, give it five stars, write a review, sharing your stories. We've been trying to reshare like crazy. So if you want a little, little hack to be able to get your views up real quick, go rate the podcast, go tag us in it. We'll repost and get your tickets for Market Mondays Live in Madison Square and for Invest Fest in London. There you have if it. I made you money, please put yes in chat. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now we're going we gonna to go into a um, presentation. We'll queue it up before we bring 19 keys on and yes. uh, let's get it. I've been seeing the comments. When are you gonna get back to doing a presentation? So we're gonna gear up before London. Let me give you this one. Let me know. No. You don't leverage that at all? No. That's why I can talk to this shit I do. Cause a lot of people are levered up to their eyeballs in business and personal. Now, are there things that you can do to help? Yeah, but that sounded good in 2020, 2020. Right now, everyone that I know that has all those millions of dollars of debt, they're, they're stressed out. They are stressed out. It is a cancer in your business and in your personal life. It's different schools of thought, though, because Grant Cardone, he talks Shout about Grant, Shout out to Jared. billionaire. He's talking about, like, yo, I want more debt. Like, I want debt. Is that and company debt or is that personal? personal? But, but, and also, too, the first thing you named was not somebody of our color. I didn't name any people of our color. Why? Let's say Grant fund one of them, and I don't think they will. Shout out to Grant and Jerry. But let's say if he owns $200 million, $200 million in debt and a fund goes under, he'll be able to uh, go through underwriting and get that loan written off or restructured. If that happens to you, you got to pay the 200 yeah. Marcus is going to pay two hundred. Neo is going to pay the two hundred. The rules are different for us. The interesting part about this clip, and <clears throat> shout out to Dave Shans who gave me one of my best interviews ever. I know the streets calling for a part two, uh, so maybe we can do that at top of the year. But um, there was a lot of back and forth about whether debt is good or debt is bad, and it's good debt versus bad debt. And listen, I'm at the place in my life where I will let everyone do what they want to do. But the truth is, whenever I ask anyone if I would pay off their debt for them, whether it is good or bad, without having to split profits, give me equity, royalty and perpetuity, or owning a business with them, when I say, hey, I'll pay it off for you for free with no catch, everyone always says yes. And I know there's two trains of thought. And honestly, and we've seen it on the show time and time again, like when I call Bitcoin at 20,000, a lot of times when people are given the truth, they have to look at themselves and say, hey, the person I've been following, the person I've been mentored by has, has been lying to me. Um, but I will tell you, for those of you that are operating with little to no debt, it is an amazing feeling to not have any debt on your balance sheet personally. And that will allow you to talk the ish that I do <laughs> as well. So I know there are two trains of thoughts. And I know there's this Robert Kiyosaki clip going around. I love Robert Kiyosaki's books. But person I look up to, part to the Jones, no debt, makes $30 million a month. Kiyosaki's been having that rich dad, poor dad book forever. He has not amassed the success 
nor the financial stats of parties Tudor Jones has or any other person on Wall Street. Often when people are telling you debt is good, it is so that they can turn around and then sell you in debt or put you in debt for you to be a part of their program. But you can do whatever the hell you feel like. Shout out to my guy. Um, I'm proud of you, man. I know in terms of dollars, it may not be the biggest move, but this thousand percent return um, is absolutely amazing. Um, I want to go to this clip that I saw on Josh's show recently uh, with Bob Pisani. Bob has a book out. Please check it out. Um, but I want you to check this clip out really quick. And here's the interesting thing about this clip. There was some fire in there, right? Of course, the, the VIX measures, uh, the moves and the volatility that is going to happen 30 days out. But that gem that he gave about taking the VIX number and divided it by 16. Put in chat who gave us that gem first. Shout out to the king. He got to come back soon. Bonnewin gave that gem out in 2020. I ain't going to lie. Let me call my dog to the front of the stage. So if you take the number that the VIX is currently at, let's say hypothetically it is at 32. If you divide it by 16, that will give you the percentage over the next 30 days. That would be 2%. In which the S&P should go up or down. Therefore, if the ES is at 3,000, what is 2% of 3,000? And that will give you your targets for that month. I want us to give Bonnewin credit because like I said before, Bonnewin is one of the people that I go to. If I need advice, need insight, need a tune-up in the market on how to get better. And um, maybe, maybe, I don't know, the king may need to come slide through the market Mondays in Madison Square. Let me send my guy a text because, like, this is the thing where I always tell you guys. I want you to go back and watch every episode because I don't want you to see me all in Forbes next year, all in the video dancing with Zuckerberg, and I fix Meta. And you like, damn, he gave us the gems. Bottom one gave us the gems, right? You don't take advantage of them. That is a insider's calculation that technically Bono wasn't even supposed to get out to the public. And I want to say because of the rally uh, last week, we're not out of the deep end yet. We still have the issue with Russia and Ukraine inflation is still high we have geopolitical concerns here in the states worried about midterm but I will say the salvation that you will have in the down market is putting all your focus and mastery on the craft of being able to invest and trade go back to episode 70 gave the blueprint there and for my traders who have been killing it when Trump first came in, we had a lot of volatility, right? And we missed those days when Biden came in. Now we're back to that. Your long-term account is going to get killed for a little bit. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune in to the Capital Ideas podcast from Capital Group, home of American Funds Distributors, Inc., one of the world's leading asset managers. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience by listening to the Capital Ideas podcast today. But if you're able to trade your ass off... Um, 
Man, these are, should be some of your best days that you've ever had in the last year and a half. For those of you that are new, for those of you that aspire to sit in this proverbial seat, I'll tell you, stay focused on the games. Don't get caught up in the BS of the internet and Instagram and, and YouTube comments. Um, and I said it before, kindly, graciously, humbly, I mean this. Anyone that had anything negative to me to say about me in the prior 18 months, I do not see them hitting big targets. I do not see them going to Meta, getting courted by Meta or Square or Endeavor or Netflix to do anything. And this era that we're in, the only thing that people care about is results. And if you're one of the people that are able to put up results, boy, there's a hell of a lot of money out there for you. Please put in chat. I'm going to focus on results, getting a bag and running it up for my family only. Talking is the ultimate liability. If you can trade, you have no reason to have any issue with anyone. Stay focused on what is key. And trading is that. Please get your tickets to Market Mondays Live. I'm going to be giving some gems away that I've never given away before. Um, in Meta news, as a result, Meta, please don't cut off my feet. <laughs> um, but Marcus Zuckerberg admitted that he missed a giant shift in social networking. Um, the truth is people want amazing content that either excites them, brings them joy, liberates them. They don't want to just see feeds for their, uh, see information from in their feed from their friends. As an entrepreneur, please write this down. You have to always keep your ear to the streets of what your audience actually wants. For me, a Red Panda, I know the number one thing that people really want is the easy way to be able to make money and then have access to me for the information. I think Meta is one of the greatest technological companies ever created, especially in the era um, for when we were growing up. But and this is a key lesson for entrepreneurs. Don't let your ego get in the way. At a certain point, you may not be the face of the business. And I understand Mark not wanting to give up that spot because then there would be a lot of push to then try and take his company over. Totally understand that. Um, there is more value. So if a company has a celebrity CEO, the valuation of that company normally is 5x in comparison to a company that does not. Can anyone in chat please put his name without Googling it? Tell me who the CEO of UPS or IBM is. Have no clue. Um, so there is a competitive advantage by being a celebrity CEO, but you need people around you that are able to tell you the truth, good or bad, so you don't lose your company. Because if your inner circle does not tell you the truth about your business, at some point, your client base will. Why was today on this negative CPI for today? So, so, That's the question. Okay, so here's the question. Look at the VIX and why it's down. Ask the question, why is the VIX down when in theory you would think it would go up because if it's a fear indicator, it should go up. And the VIX measures events 30 days out and probabilities. It's literally an indicator of puts and calls for the near term S&P 30 days out exactly. There are three events that matter in the next 30 days the CPI, the November 2nd Fed meeting, and then the election. All of a sudden, right now, we got two of these data points probably taken out. We now know what the CPI is, and we now all know that the Fed's gonna do 75 points. basis right. points. Two of the three data points have been taken out. Therefore, a lot of people would cover positions believing now that they have a reasonable expectation of what's gonna go on. Now, the numbers are very unusually high. It, it is very odd for the VIX to stay 
over 30. 32 implies a, you know this rule, divide by 16 to get the daily moves in the VIX? But give, it, give it to us to the audience. There's a simple rule. The, the VIX is designed to tell you what do people expect the S&P 500 to move on a yearly basis in the, in the next year. Uh, on a monthly basis, 30 days. But if you want to know what's the daily swing, you divide by 16, and there's some reasons for that. But the VIX at 32 implies that the market is expecting a 2% move on a daily basis for the next 30 days. That is extraordinarily high volatility, yeah. and you really need to have a lot of stuff go bad for it to move that much in the next 30 days on a daily basis. So all of a sudden, we got two of the three most important data points. Remember, it's just 30 days out. That's all the VIX measures. And now you have these two out of these three data points, and they already know. So they reduced the probability of weird outside events coming down. They covered some positions. Some people are in cash, so they need less protection overall so the, it, it, that's how you get to that point all of a sudden you get some people just covering shorts and the market changes so we've now, does that mean by the way does that mean that suddenly we're out of the woods it doesn't that's the problem it doesn't it, 20 days from now we can have people going crazy and buying more puts again. we're always in the woods well yeah, this is why i say everybody says okay so now we're out of the woods you just explained away the problem no we're not in other words it would have bounced eventually but why was today on this negative cpi so last thursday the cpi report came through and crushed your buildings like snoop did in new york um shout out to everybody in jersey new york don't do nothing to my trailer i love y'all um shout out to the good guys at dfd um i saw a post and it broke down what the actual numbers were in the cpi report so over the past year electricity has went up 15.5 percent food has went up 13 percent gasoline has went up 18 percent so just on if you take a person out on a date, pick them up, and then you bring them back to the crib, there's been a tax on your love life. <laughs> Another reason y'all need to learn how to trade. Shelter went up 6.8%. Transportation went up 14.6%. And utilities went up 13.1% as a result. I want you to put in chat what are the eight revenue streams that you're going to have in your business or your personal life to offset these kind of inflationary pressures. Of course, number one, long-term, number two, swing trading, number three, day trading, or intraday investing are key. But what are the asset classes that you are going to invest in every month, every year, every decade that will give you a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be able to make money regardless of what happens? I told you about the country where inflation went up almost 200%. I don't think that will happen in America, but I would not be surprised if in four years inflation overall has went up 40%. So some of you were asking me this weekend, uh, what is CPI? So CPI is the Consumer Price Index, going back to that word index. Whenever you hear that term, I just want you to think of a basket or compilation of things put together and you get a price on it, okay? So it's a measure of the average change over time and the prices paid by people. I want you to think of it that way. And the report had an impact but remember, in the sniper program, I told you guys, I always want you to focus on the direction of the market. So let's go look at the actual the movement of the market on last week, Thursday. So this is Thursday. This is S&P 500. Um, the yellow candles, of course, are down. The positive candles or upside candles are white. So we can see here we had an aggressive push down here. This is a one-hour chart. And once again, only use even time frames. That will give you the best result in the market. So we had a violent drop. We came here. If we look at this line here, then I'll explain part of the reasons why. I know Dom had asked me why 
and I got all the data back, and I'll, I'll break down the seven to eight reasons why we fell apart. But this line here is the 50% retracement of the five-year. So imagine in any business, let's say there was a construction business that was doing $20 million a year, and the valuation of it got cut in half within eight months. It's 50% off a great deal at that time or not. Historically, yes. So it almost touched this line, which is a huge buy signal for institutions, hedge funds, etc. And then we started to shoot up. Um, key lesson number two. The market is going to push back to its previous highs. So when everyone saw that this was a buying opportunity and we had a huge drop, we started to push to the upside. So for my traders, I would have placed my target here at the top. And if let's say you were doing double targets, because I know some of you do that, and I don't recommend doing that, you can place it halfway from the high. But I would have placed my target at the top of this previous high right here and ride it out. Now, once you go up, let's say you got in at 3507. Once it got to like 3600, I would have locked in profit went outside walked away the the more you're willing to walk away and the longer you let your trades breathe the more money you will end up making and the truth is you need to give your trades about an hour at least to manifest and to hit your biggest target everybody put your cash apps in everybody put your cash apps in and I want you to put in chat, if I am not willing to let my trade run for one to four hours, I am choosing to be broke. If I do not let my trade run for one to four hours, I am choosing to be broke. And I know you guys don't want that. So let's break down why the market went down violently and then as a result shot up. So number one. Anytime reports are there, I don't want you to practice, excuse me, I don't want you to live trade any reports. So natural gas, crude report, um, housing data, CPI, non-farm payroll. But I do want you to practice those. Dream Team, Red Panda Dream Team. I want you to practice those. Uh, shout out P. Dom, Ty, Bryn, Mac, Drew, love you. Uh, Caleb, Marcus. Uh, cannot wait to get back in, into the dungeon, which you guys started next month. Um, but you have to Ruben what up um, Jerry what up I um, I want you to practice trading those reports because that kind of volatility can give you some amazing insight and practice for when the market is in turmoil on the long term side number two um, once again that 3500 was a key bullish level so if you look right here I have it marked off over the last five years, this is where the market cuts in half. Th this key level right here. So this is literally the 50% mark off from five years. So if I go from high to low on the mathematical calculation, this is where 50% off is at. And number two, there was a lot of stop hunting and put hunting. Now, of course, we have more puts in the market than, uh, than we had previously in the last four or five years. There was some put hunting that happened there. There was a lot of short covering as a result. So if we break this chart down, and I'm looking at a lower time frame, once we hit 3502, uh, you can see back here, 
that the market had a huge drop and it went from 36.44 down to 35.15. This was inside of two minutes. And then when the market opened, we began to shoot up to the upside. Number three, you have to learn to stick to your primary targets, your big targets, and do not deviate from them. Because the one day it seems that you choose not to use your big target, you're going to miss out on a move that can change your life. So let's say if you were using the target I'd given of 523 points and you were trading the Dow, and let's say you were doing 29 contracts. So you would take 29 times 523 times five, that's $75,835 that you missed out on as a result of not using your big target. Now, let me ask you a question. It's missing out on 75,000. I know you guys have to love this amazing uh, handwriting. 70, $75,835. In one day, is that worth missing out on as a result for not using that big target every single day? I don't think that it is. Please put in chat, I will use my big target for the next decade when trading the reports. Um, and the truth is, the final reason, there's a lot of short-term money in the market. So now we're not look. there are not a lot of people that are looking to hold for long periods of time. You have to adjust. So when there's zero interest rates, that's the time to hold into the market. And I told you guys previously, and that's why I say watch every episode because there are gems that I drop even inside of the rants, right? Where I'm giving you information that is key. So I said, if inflation goes above 15%, that's when you will start to have decay in a two tech, two index strategy and a zero interest or low interest rate environment. It will go, um, it would be a lot easier. Now, if we get above 15% interest rates, the two tech, two index model does work. You just have to buy at the best areas and 50% off as one of the areas that I've talked about historically before. And look at this. For those of you that trade options, if you had $2,000 in call options on that Thursday, you could have turned that into $1 million. Four or five times a year, you're going to have a chance to hit a life-changing amount of money in the marketplace. And I know as you're trading and you're taking losses, it's not fun. It is heartbreaking and it feels like you are wasting your time. And I know even your family may tell you, hey, you're, you're, ki you're killing time. You're, you're, you're wasting time. Um, but the truth is, if you wait for the right prices to get into the market, you can hit a huge home run. What's the number one thing that I can do for you going into 2023 that will allow you to hold your targets longer so I can help make you rich. Do you need me to call out the prices for you, do you for trades? Do you need me to be on a Zoom with you and call it out? Uh, do you need me to build the algorithm to take them for you? Do you need for us to be in person and do it? Let me know. Because the truth is, if you're able to hit some of these moves, and these are the moves like so in 20, August 24, 2015, remember when I told you guys to go study that session last year and earlier this year? to get you prepared for what was going to happen this year. How many of you want to go study it? But when you're able to pull off trades like that in 2015, 
and the night of the Trump election, when he won, when he was not supposed to win, hypothetically, and it turned the market upside down, and the Mexican peso flipped down, and NASDAQ and Dow flipped down, when you're able to make a lot of money on those days, and I can't believe that's been six years ago, those moves allow you to be able to easily hit big targets in a very condensed or choppy market, and when we have a breakout move like we did Thursday, it will allow you to make a whole bunch of money and it will prepare you in advance for these kind of gains. Please put in chat, I am worthy of hitting $20,000 days and $100,000 days in the market and I will prepare myself for these kind of victories. I deserve to hit $20,000 days and 100000 days in the market and I deserve these kind of victories let's go look at Tesla I was just talking to trap in uh text and in a group text with the guys and um there have been no net buyers over the last 12 months from the insiders in Tesla does it mean that it is a horrible company long term no are Tesla's still viable long term? Yes. Um, but this is why I say everything in a five year cycle, no matter what, and not to buy at the highest. So if we look, this 213, uh, 15 area is the 50% off. So this is where the market was literally half off here. 213, 15. And anyone that's really great, it's like I was talking to my guy, Vic, shout out Vic. Um, and we were having a conversation, I think two weeks ago about when to deploy capital and when to put money on the sidelines. Please write this down. I must deploy capital when the greatest institutions on the planet Earth are doing so as well. So like hypothetically, if Steph Curry is not taking threes from 52 feet out, if your kid is in AAU, he shouldn't be taking threes from 52 or 53 feet out either. Right? So... This was a decent buy level. Also, Tesla had a hell of a run up as a result of Kathy Wood's push and alignment into that company at a time and matching it with Bitcoin when others didn't see. Number one, please remember that the macroeconomic environment always comes first. It's something I talked about with Caleb um, when I had a chance to talk to them at Investopedia. Thank you guys for having me. Macro environment matters first, which means what is happening in the world right now that could impact money in the market? So inflation, recession, and the truth is we are in a recession. It's just that so many lobbyists are pro-Biden. They technically cannot announce that we are in a recession because it would technically affect how the elections pan out and his viability for running. And because I think Kamala wants to get from underneath the position of VP and the Democrats have no eligible candidate right now there's no way that they can announce that because it's going to destroy the democratic party for the next eight years or so then comes fundamentals which is just the breakdown of the business and then three um, are the technicals so it's not a is it macro is a fundamental or is it technical it is a hierarchy and then technicals are just the best price to get in, right? So Tesla, half off point. And if you do nothing else but do this, you'll be good. 
you will be a okay i promise you um you don't need a lot the number one thing you have to do in this market is ease and eliminate the noise so and i'll let troy even put in the comments even for the past few months when i talk or text to troy unless it is incredibly important he is not replying to it please put in chat i will only respond to and react to the things that are going to change my family's life for the better everything else is noise it is a distraction please do not give away this opportunity of a lifetime because hypothetically let's say if you did catch tesla at 213.50 and then it shoots back up to 414 you are going to have an amazing time in the market and it will give you confidence to build your positions in other companies 426 30 is when your money would double if you're doing options you guys would be up 600 800 percent as a result please keep your eye on the, the key lesson that you must buy in the trenches too many people were buying um prices that were one two and three percent off the high so please write this down if a stock goes to half off over the last five years and a company is of quality it's a top 50 company or top 25 company it is a great buy that's when you so let's say you have ten thousand dollars if i had only had ten thousand dollars to invest hypothetically let's say into tesla five thousand i will put in when it falls 75 percent from its high the other five thousand i will put in when it's 50 percent from the high so once again if a company is top 50 and it is 75% from the high, I will put half there. The other half I will put when it is 50% off of that high. Also, for the CPI report, we had the 200-day 200, 200 moving average. This is the S&P 500. This is a monthly chart over the last two years. So if we look back from COVID, because if we look back now, technically, the recession started during COVID and we give, was given a bounce because of the stimulus. We now know that that was not sustainable, but this um, turquoise line is the 200-day moving average. So hypothetically, if you read Money Master the Game, the, the one of the best zones where you want to buy is the 200-day moving average. Please put that in chat. And there's different time frames. So hypothetically, if you look at a five, or let's say a, a 10-year moving average, 10-year moving average price would be down here at 225.1350. I don't think we'll get that low, but if we do on the S&P 500, and I don't believe that we'll get there for indexes, right? Um, because if a company is not doing well in the index, the index is going to move it out like an all-star team and draft a better player into it. But hypothetically, let's look at something like Peloton. So if we look at Peloton, Peloton is underneath this 200-day moving average. Oh, 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 let's even better. Let's go to square. Let's go to square. So... Square doesn't have 10 years worth of data yet, but the 200 day moving average was here. And let me mark off this price for you really quick. So down here, the moving average 200 day is $60.99. So when I'm telling everyone, hey, for a five year hold, I and know the crystal ball isn't the 200 day moving average nor the 72, but it is a calculation. But if we look at square, 
we can see here the high was 289 the halfway point off is 151.05 because i know the only talking point that many people that may not be the biggest fans of me may have is he called square square is going to be the new jp morgan if they acquired ethereum as i stated before anyone in this space did if i'm telling you that they have chance to be the new jp morgan and then as a result i start doing business with jp morgan kudos to justin and nicole i appreciate you maybe hypothetically maybe there's some information there that i know and they know that has not been reported yet but in a higher inflationary environment all companies that were doing incredibly well during a low inflation environment won't work immediately but the recession or some would call it the great reset will allow companies to die and there will be mergers that will be put into place as a result that will allow it to then go up so if i'm looking at a macro time frame and for those of you who actually listen shout out crypto 901 shout out ruben my god appreciate you um dream team these are the trenches prices in which we want to buy and also and i'll say this about square too um I've always historically told everyone on here, invest in Apple, Microsoft, VOO, and VTI first. If Square is dragging your portfolio down, it is only because you didn't do VOO and VTI first or you turned them into options. And I don't have an, a problem being wrong, right? I also stated, hey, hold it for a five year. But if this, this is the one L that I'm going to hold on my jacket, great. I'll hold this for right now until I make meta buy Square. <laughs> if we want to get to talking but use the 200 day moving average and go for a longer time frame out to know when is the best place you should buy so if i'm looking at let's say let's say a company like mgm right a company that i normally don't talk about or mention a lot and this is not a recommendation to buy this is just for examples or illustration is not a company i think you should buy but if you wanted to buy mgm i will go to the maximum available amount of data i will click on a monthly chart the 200 day moving average will be there and it will tell you a zone in which you should look if you're looking to buy for the long term for my traders i wouldn't use the 200 as a buying area i would use it as a signal or I would use it as an alert to know when other institutions may be looking to buy it as a result. So here for MGM, the price would be 26.37. Let me go to another one really quick. Here's MasterCard. So if I'm doing the same thing and the worst case scenario, I know institutions will be looking hypothetically around 160.37. And the great part about this is that it's automated. We're gonna talk about automation later when Keys gets on here. Shout out to the good brother. And I've been telling you in 2030, they want majority of the jobs to go away so that they can put processes in place to have AI and robots and um, other technological tools automate a lot of the processes. So for you, you don't even have to guess. So 200 day, a 200 day moving average here is $160.37. That is a place I would look to potentially put a target if I am interested in master card let's look at paypal real quick ironically enough paypal competitive square is down at their 200 day moving average at 84 dollars and six cent another company i may need to come in and save because there are some issues that they've been having um the idea to to find it's uses 2500 dollars per 
false information or fake news is not one is not a measure that one should take during a recession so look at this as well this is a fundamental metric that i have not talked about a lot prior to today but during a downtime or recession look at the things that our company are doing and make a list down the middle do pros on the left cons on the right and write down what a company is doing and is it favorable to their audience or customer base or is it something that's bad so even for market mondays tickets are 79 bucks i know we're in a recession that's why i put together a super bundle i think that is a win for those of you that attend paypal choosing to find people 2500 bucks and not then be able to talk to a human being i think is a huge mistake so when a recession comes if a company is not doing incredibly well or they've treated their customer base horrible during a downturn they will have a, a more of an aggressive slide down but as a result we can see they are at their 200 day moving average it is a place that i would potentially look to load the boat if i was a believer in paypal at this time i am not for the long term square is sitting right on its 200 day moving average let's look at visa another competitor visa is not there yet but if i were looking at visa and i'm going for a max time frame 107.81 would be the place i would be looking to get in it's going to be very interesting to see when stripe goes public how they will do because if that price does way better than square or paypal it would be incredibly interesting we talked about it before but the price increases over the last year fuel is going up 58 percent. but did you know that you could trade oil and gas and fuel products so let me give you a few this is one of my favorite sections on the platform um, if we go look so crude is the chart that i'm looking at now but you can go scan what commodities are available so crude is one oil and gas product that you can trade natural gas is another one that, that you can trade it's one of the things that, that i've mentioned peter's mentioned um part to the jones has mentioned who i'm working on getting on the show as well um when everyone was talking about crude being the trade for the year and natural gas by the time it was reported it was too late if you look at natural gas now you can see that it came down from that high of 8.551 and it's down in the sixes now down to the downside let me go to crude So if we just go and do some quick fibs real quick. And while crude was a good trade in the month of March, we've seen that it's slid, slid down since June, July, August, and September, it fell apart. These white candles are candles that are to the upside, but by the time people are reporting to you what the move is, they are already exiting that position. We've had this talk in, in private equity and, and venture, and a post that I made is by the time it gets to us, the move is usually over. But this section I love because it tells you all the things that you can trade. So you have indexes, you have technology, and then you have commodities. Your job as a trader is to be able to hunt and find 
what the next move may be. So if we go look and we look at, let's look at the Euro. So for those of you to trade Forex, you know, this move is here. This is the 200 day moving average. The 200 day moving average for the Euro has been here. It's been falling down ever since this was in, um, 2021. So when I'm telling you the British pound and then the Euro are falling down as a result, it comes from doing the work on the charts, right? And seeing what the prices are. This is the British pound. If we go look historically, the British pound has been underneath the 200 day moving average since. If we look here, this is 2008. Then it went above again in 2014 and it's been under for all my traders, traders only. We're going to have real trader talk. Is this an upward trend or a downward trend? It's a downward trend. So the majority of the macro moves, and if you're scalping, it's different. But for the majority of the macro moves, you be, sh should be looking to the downside to get your moves here. So then if I go look at, let's go back to the oil and gas conversation. If this is helpful, please put yes in chat. Let's go look at heat and oil. We can go look at that. Heat and oil has been to the upside. Snipers, this looks like a familiar setup, right? So if we're doing a sniper setup on a long-term macro trade, if we're swing trading this for multiple years, hypothetically, and we, we said, okay, at this line, we're going to go long. We would go long here on this white candle. And this happened in 2021. The price here would have been 1.799 we got to a max of point 4.7099 we're currently at 4.9 4.097 so for those of you that are able to hold positions for a long period of time please do write this down because i know people will say hey how do i know where to exit so it's good that it went to 4.7009 how would i know if we go back and look this why i was and this is a gem that i shouldn't even share i'm being honest if you go back to the all-time high and you look here in 2008, the previous high was 4.14866 because based on the historical trade prices, and we have to understand that the prices that have been traded, these are the prices that have been voted on by institutions and retail traders to be the best prices to invest long-term and short-term and to exit. So when we come fast forward to now, it, it broke past that high, but look, it's underneath the high because most people were taking profit somewhere around this area. There's less liquidity past the high. Because I'm here to give you truth, all fact, no fiction, let's look at the charts. So on June 14th, it went above the high slightly. If we look at June 15th, it was above the high, June 16th and June 17th. These lines represent expiration and contract change. As soon as the contracts began to switch over, we've stayed underneath this all-time high and slid back down. We're slowly teetering back up to the upside. We'll probably break this high again and then come back down. You can know, and it's the same as the CPI report. If you need to know what your targets are when you're going long, use a previous high. But what is happening is too many people are using short time frames and you're following too many people. And when you follow too many people, you're getting too many mixed pieces of information. And it's not an ego thing. I know some of you, uh, you know, want to run with a narrative that I have become egotistical in, in approach. And that's not true. I, I've, I've been this way. Um, 
I have grown emotionally exhausted and tired of our people launching attacks when I um, am trying to save us. I predicted the Russia involvement with China and told you that. I told about Bitcoin falling. I told you about NFTs falling. I, If I wanted to, I could have hopped on every NFT bag, wagon with my influence and made millions of dollars off of it. When I sat with Rance and Fuzzy and Q and Dom and went into that side room with Mike Boyd and Gary V, shout out to Gary, he told me I should launch some NFTs. Me knowing that the market was going to fall, fall apart and my character and moral fiber, I couldn't do it. Me not doing it also cost me 15 to $18 million in one year. So I'm not here to be egotistical. I'm here to make sure that you guys win. Please put yes in chat if I made you money. And because this platform, Market Mondays, has gotten popular, and because and I, and I was talking to Keys about this yesterday. Prior to 2020, can you name me any people that were African American that we were comfortable being black that was giving this information to us? I was one of them. I was one of them. And there's a lot of lookalikes that have came after that are not as good. The ones that are good, I told you always. I shout out, shout out to Bottom One, shout out to Josh, shout out to Peter. Shout out to Paul Tudor Jones, right? Shout out to the good brothers at DFD. Shout out to the good brothers I met at the exchange and the ones that work at Goldman, JP Morgan, Citadel. Uh, it's no ego. I want you guys to not get screwed over in this market because a lot of people are treating this like a hustle. And I see some of you making comments. I appreciate you. But if you were better than me or better at the market or gave better advice or if net worth was equivalent or higher you wouldn't mention me but in 2022 and 2023 i'm not going to fall for the booby trap and let you get your brand and looks off as a result help the people in 1987 the market fell down 34 percent, and then as a result over time went up 582 percent. please write this down in 2000 the market dropped down 47 percent, and then went up 101 percent the market in 2007 went down 57% and then went up 401%. And in 2020, the market fell down 34% and is down and then went up 113%. So we're averaging post drop a turnaround of at least 150 to 180%. What companies are you going to invest in for the long term that are going to push to the upside for you if you hold them? And I'm going to keep it real. Wouldn't you be bothered too if you created something and no one else was doing it prior to and then after you, they copy you and then get mad at you uh, while not being as good? I don't know. I, th I think a lot of y'all would too. Um, but Credit Suisse. Credit, Credit Suisse is preparing to sell parts of its bank in an attempt to close a big gap in capital that they need around 4.5 billion Swiss francs. The Financial Times has reported so part of this crash has to do with the bond market, of course, that we've talked about endlessly. But Credit Suisse could be a Lehman-like player in this crash. If we go back and look at Lehman Brothers, the high of Lehman Brothers, the last time it hit its all-time high was in 2007. Here, at 79 bucks and 29 cents. The stock currently at this time um, as of this recording, is at $4.60. It has been underneath its 200-day moving average since 2016. 
do we think this stock is going to have a good chance to push up it, it, it's crazy to say but credit suisse stock is in the range of a penny stock anything under 10 bucks is technically considered a penny stock that is devastating kanye west has had his bank closed uh, bank, business bank accounts closed by jp morgan and paypal are we shocked so last week we talked a lot about whether it was a mental illness or not and i know some people comment like hey he's a billionaire um how can we criticize a billionaire and you know ian what gives you the right i'm not criticizing the brother like and, and this is the truth in 2002 2001 and 2000 when kanye was considered maybe the 70th best rapper in chicago and maybe 30th best producer i literally listened to power 92 the first time they played through the wire when i was riding to south lake mall tremendous feat that kanye was able to pull off and the way that he's been talking he's always talked that way i told some of you privately even in chicago he was saying i was going to be the next michael jackson next jermaine dupree and he said it's a jermaine dupree's dad and did not know that was jermaine dupree's father at the time when he said it i'm not criticizing him brother but the emotions and and i know a lot of people are putting it on mental illness but a lot of entrepreneurs feel that way when they feel like they're always leading and being attacked or they're leading and not getting the help that they want to or the help that they deserve or the help in which they give is not equal for my leaders for my entrepreneurs for those of you that are head of household i told tyler last night a lot of this is the penalty of leadership but not receiving the support that you wish or receiving the support that you give and not receiving it back is actually a trauma response because a lot of us grew up in broken environments we say to ourselves damn i wish that someone would have helped me so as a result i'm going to help others and then when others don't help back we turn around and say why is the world like this and i've suffered from it as well and i said it before in an interview with wayno one of the biggest mistakes that one can make is helping too much because giving can lead to bankruptcy and poverty i want you to write down now going into 2023 and 2023 starts today the five people you will help in business the five family members you will help the five friends that you will help and maybe even the five charities and outside of that once you have that circle don't give outside of that because even in a recession there are going to be more people that try and pull money from you or even in business everyone's always pitching something but in the end when i ask a business service provider how do you plan to get me 5x or 11x on this investment they never have an answer for that be careful because accumulation of money and preservation and growing or or acceleration of that capital are two totally different things not criticizing kanye i want him to stay in a billionaire position me as a person that personally reached out to someone that knows jamie diamond prior to his accounts getting shut down trust me i'm trying to help but you have to know what parties you can upset and which ones you can't and how to mitigate risk and in that instance that was a hell of a liability that he took on and i'll say this for everyone that is a truth speaker me being included keys included dick gregory included we often end up being martyrs speaking the truth and in corporations and 
political structure with army and teach you to be fake in order to preserve your capital. That's why I say there is no culture within the African-American community. We throw that culture word around a lot and often won't back each other, especially in the music business. There is no music culture. There are instructions that we are given. So when you see in YK Osiris break down and say, hey, little baby don't rock with me, Drake don't rock with me, and people are saying, well, why would he care if those men rock with him? Because he's been sold a lie his entire life that if he gets to this status, that people will like, love, support you. And then when you're not hot anymore, people stay away from you. Steve Martin has a good book. And um, the, the title of the book is so good that you don't even need to read it. Be so good that they cannot ignore you. Be so good they cannot ignore you. My guy Seaboy, shout out to Seaboy. He told me this back in the day. Get so hot that nobody on earth can tell you no. So if I'm able to produce at a high level and I'm able in partnerships to help my partners make a million dollars in a day or five million dollars over the course of a couple of years, or if I'm able to help Meta change the valuation of his business and revamp the business totally and actually get people interested in the metaverse and improve Instagram while improving the platform to make it not look like TikTok and be something more innovative. That drives the value of that stock back up to $216 billion. If that's the case and I get 25% of that, where does that put me in a Red Panda Rebellion? I don't want the brother to fall apart and I'm not making fun of him. But I always say, Ye doesn't have these rents when them deals are going well. Learn from others' mistakes. My grandmother always told me, it's better to learn from the mistakes and sins of others than to commit them on your own. Pray for the brother, yes. But put things in place where the circle that you have around you supports you and loves you truly. There is no envy. There is no jealousy. And they will help you thrive. Let's go through a couple more stocks and then we can bring keys on. You guys have heard me talk about this derivatives market a lot. Um, if you don't want to actually trade, this is a um, managed futures ETF. Um, KMLM that you could potentially invest in. I would not buy it now. The current price is at $38.80. I would not touch it here. Potentially right underneath this 200 moving average around maybe $26.95. It could be a good buy. So this ETF trades futures and the results since the futures market has been up and the rest of the market has been down. This fund has done pretty well. Let's look at another one. FMF. This one has been up 15% for the year. And the fund is currently net short. I don't like it at this current price. So if I go look historically at the price, there's always tops up here. So around these levels, look, look at this. This is a triple top. This is a triple top at that 57 area, right? Key lesson for traders. You have to find where that double bottom or triple bottom is. So in 2018, it went down to $37.80. I like it around this $41 area. I would not touch it at the 200-day moving average. At 4816, that's a little bit high for me. I would probably put my order down here at 4433 or if I can get it at $41.05. Please put in chat the previous prices on a chart represent where hedge funds and big investors have voted 
to buy. You don't have to guess. You literally do not ever have to guess what when is the best price to get into something. The money that is printed and where it's been bought will tell you before these are the best areas. Now, what will be a bad area to buy? So I made this mark here. Anything that hits the 75% area or above, I would not touch. This is for all stocks. You want to buy in the trenches. So when I say, hey, load the boat, um, you don't want to buy here because now you only have 25% of space to then go up. So if we look at Tesla going back the last five years, this is uh, 2021. The area to stop buying was 311.69, according to what that 75% is, right? So if you look at 313.83, the level to stop buying, it's only fallen down since there. You want to once again buy in the trenches. Your first spot would be 25% off. And, and you see this all the time. And I tell you what we're trapping out when we have a conversation about the market. Our prices are going to be dollars within the, within each other. So if I say, hey, buy Apple at 100, his price usually would be 103. Or if I say, hey, buy 114, he's like, hey, buy 112. The 200 they move an average on Tesla is at $78.31. The 25% area or 75% off is $112.48. So this will be the first area I would look to buy. Yes, it takes time. Yes, but patient investors get paid more. Then if you look here, you can see the 50% off area is roughly $190.41. Those are the only two areas in which you should be looking to buy large amount of quantities so if I, uh, of those shares. So if I had $10,000, I would put 5K here. And then I will put another five here and you'll be good. I know people overstate technicals. Once again, follow one person, even if it's not me. But if you choose to follow me, follow me and me only. Because even that, and I want you to calculate this, please write this down. What is the return on advice that you are getting from the person that you're following? Return on advice. So if we go back to Bitcoin, man, I got me fired up now. So if the all-time high was 69,355, the stop in place, once it got to that high, and even previous to that, the high was 65,365. The, the area to stop buying, so please write this down. The area to stop buying is just as important as when to continue to buy or when to start buying. So 52,796, this is a no-buy zone. Shout out Trick Trick. This is a no-fly zone. No buys here, right? Where are the areas to buy? Half off will be 32,271. I said Bitcoin would go to 20. And to be honest, FIBs are probably the seventh best way to get into the market. And probably maybe the 10th if you are in Red Panda. I know some of you have been asking about, hey, when's Alpha going to come back? For 2023, we're going to set the world on fire and I'm going to bring Alpha back so we can get some, some big wins. The 25% mark off the all-time high for bitcoin if we look at this price is 19,697 there's nothing to argue about math please write this down you cannot argue with the certainty of mathematics that's why i always say opinion and investing does not matter my number one question net worth what is your return and then also why don't i see some of y'all at these meetings when i go
if you don't like me for those of you who do like me attend the next meetings with me right because it's easy to talk my grandma always say uh money talks bs walks right it's easy to talk about a stock or talk about where to get in but if this is the seventh best way so when i told you when it was up here this wasn't even the calculation that i was using once again fibs may be the seventh best way to get in so imagine the real price tonight keys and i reveal the price we think we can get to and look i have a couple prices marked off nine thousand seven hundred and forty four cannot argue with math and the lowest price is four thousand four hundred and forty five now i'm gonna give you some insiders ball for real and if you, everybody in New York and New Jersey be like, yo, pause in the car. I'm not pausing nothing. Everything ain't pause worthy. Let's, let's grow up and be adults. 4,400. If I had a hundred grand, well, let's say 10 grand, I will put five grand down at this price. I will put 2,500 here. And I will put another 2,500 here. So if Grayscale buys a bunch, Winklevi buys a bunch, let's say in, in a strange world, Ethereum ends up buying a bunch, Citadel or Meta buys a bunch, Elon buys a bunch. Let's say there's another prop firm or a hedge fund that buys a lot. And now if I'm looking and my average cost price in is 11,289.33, if that ends up being my average price, which is like right here in this area, if we shoot back up to 52,000, I'm looking at four to five X. And if we get to 69,000, I will be elated. Please put in chat, I will buy in the trenches. If this has been helpful, please put yes in chat. But I wanna go, it's been a while, so I wanna go through like 20 stocks for you guys. And if you guys want me to do more of these presentations like this, please put more presentations. If not, I would just save them for Stock Club. Uh, go to joinredpanda.com if you wanna join the Stock Club. The price will be going up in 2023. So please join while the price is low. Now, uh, price will double for those of you who are asking. Washington Federal, F-A-W-D. So we can see here in 2009 was all-time low, of course. 975 and went up to $38.26. I don't like it currently. Um, if I were to get it, I would get it maybe at $21.42. Let's go to United Healthcare, a company I do love. White candles are up, upward candles. Um, healthcare space is one of the spaces that is almost recession proof. I do like United prices for United. I will put in stock club, but you see the difference in this stock versus let's go back to Peloton real quick, not to beat up on that company. But if we look, the 200 day moving average is up here sliding down. If we look at United Healthcare, United Healthcare is up and to the right. Please remember, whenever you're looking at a stock, you want the stock to look like this. You want it to be going up and to the right. We want it to be going up and to the right. Healthcare is a business that is pretty much recession proof. I like Lily, United Healthcare for sure. Let's go to H R M Y. Don't like it. Harmony Biosciences, decent, but it's too new. CHH, um, Choice Hotels International, not bad. Uh, 2020 price was great. I would probably wait until. $97 to then buy it if I was looking to acquire. Let's go to TTE. 
is hovering right at that 200 day moving average that is something i don't like the high last high was 91 dollars 34 that is not a good sign is this stock a good buy or what should you not touch it but a quick answer is if you do let's do mathematical calculations from high to low the low is 975 that 50% off range is $50.68 the no buy zone is $71.21 and if you look here it almost touched that 20 day moving average but a good buy area will be around $17.85 take your emotions out of if you should buy it and focus on when is the best price to buy and it may take you two or three years for that price to hit but how many of you that were in bitcoin higher than forty thousand wished you would have waited to a price around eleven thousand or twenty thousand that i called pioneer natural resources i like it's a good stock is up moving to the upside pretty solid let's go to eog and for stock club members i would do a full breakdown of these and have these in kajabi for us um eog pretty solid let's go back through and see when the best price would be to buy outside of that moving average. Yeah, you would definitely have to wait until at least 60 bucks to to get it. Let's go to the next one. I don't love this one though. COP is the next one. Conoco Phillips has been doing incredibly well. It's at a high, so we have to wait for it to pull back. Previous high in 2014 was 84 bucks. Great Conoco. I do like you can put it on your watch list. Let's go to H E S. And if you guys like this, what I'll start doing, I'll start doing this for Bitcoin and all commodities as well. H E S is on a hell of a run. Previous high was in 2008. I don't like that. Had a nice spike in 2014. Please go research why there was a spike in 2014. We bottomed out. Once again, I want you to fo focus on the bottom areas or the double bottoms that happen and what's a good price zone a good buy zone so $35.02 to $26 is a good buy it is now currently at 125 and it would have taken two years to go up even if you bought it in 2016 it would have taken you like six years but $31.81 if you bought it you'd be at 125 right now let's do the math on that That's 399% return on investment for holding for a six-year period. How many of you wish you were up that amount? And the truth is, like, when we hit a recession, the people that get paid the most are the ones who have been waiting in their positions for the longest. That's why I always say five years. And I know some people are like, hey, it's easy to say hold for five years and most stocks will work out. I can point you out at least a 1,000 that won't work over a five-year period. MRO, marathon. So you have to search all commodities Remember a couple years ago, going into the new year, I told you research the Russell 2000. You now need to research all commodities and international stocks. So look at the Nifty 50 in India. Look at the Australian stock market and look at the, the stocks in the African market as well to be able to get, a, get an edge. GWW. Granger. Like this stock a lot. Put it on your watch list. I will put a price in for Stock Club members. Um, and if you guys want the price, you can join Stock Club. Yes, uh, a deal for Stock Club will come out at $500 a month in November 1st. Be prepared. It will only last to the end of the year. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Um, if you pay full price, there will be a second set of bonuses that you would get, including in-person time with me and live stock club calls um and you will be there with me at some uh live events when i do market mondays in in live format moh molina healthcare yes another homework assignment please go study every healthcare company the top 100 and pick the five you should invest in for those who've done the work you've seen riches and wealth flow too so heritage commerce, not good, not good. If you got it in 2008, great. Say you got it at three bucks. It went to a high of 17. It's at 12.99 now. I would not like to touch it. You need to buy things that are in the trenches and all-time lows once again. City holding, I like. We have to wait for the price to pull back. I would not buy until it's 69 dollars and 19 cent. I will give the price to stock club members. Love you dearly, H-A-E, as we wrap up. Interesting. 200-day moving average is telling us to wait for 1938. If it gets back to 47 bucks, I like it at that price. Anything above that is too high. But let's look at 25% off an all-time high is telling us to wait to $39.86. Um, and I want you guys to win and I hope in the presentation tonight you can feel that systems is what creates wealth and all the riches that you want you heard me talk about it in an interview with Dave Shans creativity is an asset class that they tell us to invest in because they can use us so I'm able to quickly go through these stocks and give you this insight and I want you to be able to do the same especially in a recession nt nstd is, is too high i don't like it uh, too new excuse me cvii churchill capital huh not yet iba let's look at that we only have a couple more iba don't love and one of these days i'm going to go through the entire stock market um this one is too new c-l-a-s what stocks do you want me to review for next week? Please put them in 
chat. I'll be honored to review them for you. And my final lesson as we wrap up here. Number one, please look at the macroeconomic environment to determine if we are in the up market or a down market. Number two, you have to learn how to swing trade. In 2023 and also this month, um, for Stock Club, I will be giving the swing trade prices for the stocks that we are currently invested in. Number three, you have to learn how to short-term invest. Because if not, like the truth is, when the market is falling apart, the way it has been, kudos to my brother Clint, got married, like trading, because he trades options as well. Um, and I know some of you like, hey, I didn't know you did calls and, and, and puts and options and gave prices for options. When I say you have to learn every market, like I technically, if I knew how many trees were in this forest i could tell you mathematically what would be the best place to plant seeds to harvest trees that would grow the highest in that forest that we're looking at math is irrefutable it is a gift from god i told you this the wave the playa del norte theory if you can calculate 40 feet out how long it takes for the waves to hit inland on sand and multiply that times 100 by season, that will give you your targets to invest in the market. That's why I spend so much time on the beach. All the signs are there from God. If you want to get really deep, what months did Christopher Columbus and those who came to the United States and, and go to Jamestown, what months did they land and then post them coming to America? When did the seasonality of hurricane season change as a result? I ain't going to get in my keys and Billy Carson back tonight. But 2023, I'm going to put some information on your head top that, that no one has talked about before. Those patterns changed a little bit post-slavery. I will say that my final lessons with you, after you have those three down, decide the prices in which that you need to buy in the trenches. And if you want the settings for uh, to be able to buy just go to joinredpanda.com. I will send a link out for you to be able to have them so you can put them on your screen. Number four, please come to Market Mondays live in New York City. If you come to InvestFest Europe, it'll be the first time that Trap and I are presenting together. And I'm covering the American market, the European market, Australian, Indian market, and how to trade them. Kudos to all my traders in, in London. I appreciate you guys. Can't wait to, to meet up with you. And find your edge in the market. Your biggest moments, biggest breakthroughs are going to come from you operating in silence, executing in silence, doing your reading in silence. I'm here to help you win. And if you're here to follow me, I'm asking you politely going into these next five years to just follow the advice that I give you. Because you notice when Josh comes on, Bonham comes on, Peter comes on. When Peter came on, you guys love the episode, but let's be a thousand. It's everything that I have been telling you the past two or three years, right? Inverted yield curve, quantitative easing, EMAs. I talk with this kind of passion because prior to when I was doing this 10 years ago, I couldn't get 50 of us in the room if I gave everybody Ciroc all night and it was a free party attached to it. But now as I elevate and I'm getting ready to do the hedge fund partnerships and help matter and help square and maybe even help PayPal and maybe help a governor or mayor or two. 
I want you to be in alignment so when the rebellion goes into these companies, and I've told you publicly at the Philly event with JP Morgan, my job is to make sure that everybody in Red Panda Rebellion is able to now get jobs inside of these hedge funds, banks, streaming platforms, so we can change and shape them for the better. The first step in doing that is following the one system. I love you guys. I know this market may seem tricky. It may seem hard. It may seem difficult. But the truth is, if you study the past recessions, this is one of the easiest markets to be able to take advantage of. I love you. You deserve all the wealth, happiness, joy in the world. And I pray that it comes to you. And if you walk with us on this journey and be a part of the Red Panda Rebellion, I promise you, those dreams will come true. Love you guys. Over and out. Put your cash apps in. I'm going to pick a couple of you and give uh, give away some money. And what was the biggest lesson you learned tonight? And if you like these presentations, let me get 5,000 yeses in chat and share this with your family. Let's get this to 15,000 views. And I'll do these every week. Love y'all. All right. Legendary presentation. Outstanding. As, as always. <sighs> Trying to get some value. As yeah, always, as always. So Mike before B, can you start designing my slots, since you <laughs> <laughs> can we get garb for the presentations, please? Oh man! So before we start, uh, before we bring out nineteen keys, I wanted to make an announcement about Market Mondays Live. So, <clears throat> Market Mondays Live, eleven twenty-seven at Madison Square Garden. So understand what's going on here. There's a bundle pack that Ian put together. So that includes anybody that buys tickets, but you must come, you must be present. You must be there. But if you have a ticket, you will get this, right? So this includes four stock club uh, call sessions, um, entry points for four long-term stocks, four long-term crypto positions, four swing trades for stocks, four crypto swing trades, and one live trade called out by Ian in Dream Team Trading Room. Um, you will be entered into a raffle to win a one-on-one -on -one session with Ian. You have access to the new Sniper program, which will be released in 2023 with five yes. new trading strategies. That's very important. 50% off discount code on Red Panda Varsity Jacket. The slides from Ian's live presentation on Market Mondays Live and 19 trading secrets to use during a recession. Free ticket to the Red Panda Trading Seminar in 2023. One free trading session in dream in the dream team trading room in january 2023 you get to hang out with ian and the dream team for one day in march location to be announced either la or new york four ipads will be given away red panda merch will be given away to everybody that attends to those that attend um and then a lucky person will be selected to be mentored by ian for one year so that's that's what you get if you are there if you buy a ticket yes now that's a hell of a bundle. Troy is still no, 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 that's a lot. What are you doing? <laughs> and then ask me what you got a lot. So, so as far as some of the people that's gonna be there, first wave of people that will be there. Uh shout out to Mouse Jones, Trap Karaoke, making guy. this an entertaining night as well. So he will be in the building. Um the legendary Josh Brown, yes, will be in the building, CNBC's own uh money wealth manager, stock market expert. Peter Tuckman, the Einstein yes. of Wall Street, the most photographed man in Wall Street history, good <laughs> dude, friend of the, of the program, legendary stock broker, uh, has been on the, the floor of the stock exchange for 25 years. Peter Tuckman will be on stage with us. Don Peebles, legendary. billionaire real estate developer, 
the most successful black real estate developer in American history, working on building the only black owned uh, skyscraper in New York City, Manhattan, will be on stage with us. Mm -hmm. That's just the first wave of announcements. So you get the mm -hmm. bundle pack, which I spoke of. All of those people will be there. EYL will be there. Ian will be there. Madison Square Garden. Yes. It doesn't Angie make the sense. The mortgage guy will be there, correct? <laughs> Put some pressure on you, Matt. <laughs> it doesn't make sense not to be there. It really yeah. doesn't. It really doesn't. You have to really question um, if you want to be successful or not. Like, why would you not come? If I said, like, if the ticket is 70, like, what else can we do? If the ticket is $79 and which is we, crazy, we provided this much value and there's going to be even more value because mm -hmm. we'll probably end up doing something for everybody that comes as well. So, and there's going to be more probably guests as well. So you really have to ask yourself, do you really want to be successful or not? Because at some point in time, you have to take advantage of opportunities that's in front of you. And this is one of the most premier opportunities of the year. And it's in New York City. Yeah. It's on Black Friday weekend on yeah. a Sunday mm -hmm. at Madison Square Garden. Um, so just the memory of actually being there from an educational standpoint, but also from a motivational mm -hmm. and inspirational standpoint as well. Sometimes in life, you just need motivation. Yes. So be there or be square. <laughs> the old school rules. Be there, be square. <laughs> yes. Yo, man, the financial capital of the world, the biggest in the game. It's a perfect marriage, man. And it's it's going to be a special it's night. So yeah, that's why I said. Be, be moving through we home. I'm like, man, this is beautiful. I hate all the traffic. Why well, still take 40 minutes to get two miles? If somebody in New York or Jersey can bring me a scooter, please. <laughs> a hoverboard or something. We, we can't quite figure that part out. They're trying to do congestion pricing. Hopefully that doesn't go through. The, the link is in the description of this video. We'll pin the link as well. Um, it's on our website. So there's no excuse not to be there. You have all information. The world is yours. Yes. Just, just, just be there. You saw Invest Fest. By this Legendary. time, you, you'll, you'll see what happened in London. You saw what happened in Atlanta. You saw what happened at the Apollo. You saw what happened in Houston. Yeah. Don't miss this opportunity to be a part of history. Yeah. So now, without further ado, we are bringing yes. on the legendary 19 Keys. My brother, my brother. It is my pleasure. <laughs> Peace to the gods. How you feeling, man? Peace, guys, man. I'm feeling immaculate. I'm feeling blessed. You understand me? I'm blissful, man. I'm ready to get some value. The only way. The only way, man. First and foremost, thank you for joining us, brother. Appreciate it. And likewise, it's always my pleasure to be on Market Mondays, man. The most legendary investment show on the planet. The only way. The only Mike, way. Mike, clip that up, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's a free ad real quick. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, we got we got a lot to talk about, Keys. Um, of course, we're going to talk about London and high-level conversations. But before, let's jump into this um, to this uh, AI conversation. So I, I, I mm -hmm. spoke to you, and I asked you, you know, I'm like, yo, you think you, you know, you want to come on Market Mondays? And you was like, yeah, you know, I want to talk about a few different things. He's like, this AI situation, uh, specifically, I guess there's a lot of stuff happening. So um, what do the people need to know about the latest developments in artificial intelligence? Well, you know, um, <clears throat> back in 2019, I labeled this as a decade of AI, right? And that decade of AI is artificial intelligence, artificial insemination, 
right? Artificial ingredients, right? Um, so when I'm talking about artificial ingredients, you know, I'm talking about like being able to make food, right? Like beyond meat, impossible meat. We know we're in a food crisis. Uh, we know we are in a uh, baby bus crisis. Not that many babies are being born. But right now in the technological development, artificial intelligence is talking about all of these new ways where people can automate things where you no longer need human beings, right? So one of the biggest things right now, if you look at what Google is getting into it, uh, Microsoft, all of the companies across the board, and there's something called Mid Journey, and there's one called Dolly 2. Now, both of these are basically platforms where you can type in descriptions of ideas and they will generate oh, yeah. right now it's been going crazy and, and let me tell you you know I'm, I'm telling your audience this but you know a lot of people ain't sharing this game because there's a lot of ways to monetize this right now right so a lot of things that you may be doing in your business can be replaced by ai instantaneously right um and i'm not trying to put people out of jobs but your industry is already being threatened so graphic artists and graphic designers your industry threats right now right being able to create thumbnails and not only just creating pictures because it can generate just about any picture you want to in a matter of seconds and give you options remaster it make it creative or make it exactly how you want to so now the ability for human beings to completely master their imagination is right at their fingertips and it doesn't require somebody to be you know a genius but that's why i always said that this is the time of creatives it's not the time of hard workers. It's a time of creators because the tools have been built. So I've been playing around with this a lot, right? Um, and I've been utilizing it, utilizing it for thumbnails. I've been utilizing it to create content with. Uh, I've been teaching and training my team with it so that we can create content because we got everybody needs to create content for their business. So right now, generating consistent content flow is key, especially during these recessionary times, right? So number one, I wanted to start off there, and there's actually tons of AI programs such as, you know, text-to-video prompt. Um, mm -hmm. you know, there's ways to create full-length speeches, full-length, um, you know, um, captions and text. Like, there's so many automation tools right now. It's getting ridiculous out there. And yeah. the person knows 0% about it. And that's one of the things that I'm very engaged on teaching right now. Keys, I, I want to talk to you about the 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 battle between corporate and creative, right? Because a lot of times, pe when when people are creative, corporate can still that 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 creativity and make it their own. So, how does one approach this new space, right, from the creative standpoint? When we know there's a big juggernaut and a big Goliath that's out there that's watching as well. Well, I think it's the same thing of approaching the media space for creatives that got into social media. You understand me? Um, everybody has the opportunity to use it, but how you use it is going to make you stand out. Right. There's going to be a lot of people that's going to resist that are purists to the art that's going to say, well, we don't believe this is real art. We think it's unfair. The emerging markets don't care about your feelings. Facts. They just don't. It's going to happen whether you like it or not. And I believe that, yes, unfortunately, it will put a lot of people who spent their whole life cultivating a skill set out of business in one area. But if those same people actually have a head start, because everybody's not going to be equal at utilizing this tool. The reason why, because everybody doesn't know how to generate what they call prompt, right? So if you're creating a picture, if you're already a photographer, you're going to speak directly to the AI in a way where you say, I need you to make it with low light 
Or if you're a graphic designer that generates games, you're going to say, I need you to render in Octane 8K. So you're going to have design language in yeah. a way you can put it together. And that's called prompt engineering. So prompt engineering is a new skill set that most people have never heard about whatsoever. So there's, and, and that's the same thing with like um, great communicators that can greatly describe things. It's going to help the AI generate more robust pictures. And I've seen some people utilize this that are creatives where they take a base picture for a design because typically when you're creating a prototype or something, it's going to take you a few days, maybe a few weeks to sketch out something depending on who you're working with. Throughout time, it's been getting shorter and shorter. Now it's instantaneous, right? So now it's cutting down the time that you need in order to get things done. So I would just say that creatives need to add it into their flow and master it because companies... As a CEO, as a founder, you're still not going to want to use the tool yourself. You still will have to hire a prop engineer. You still have to hire people who are masters at it. But now you can have a greater expectation of workflow for them because now they have these tools that are automated and faster. So I think just a partnership relationship with corporate. Now, getting into the software side, if you want to make billions of dollars, that's different. But when you're talking about creating a business model to where you can monetize this, I think is infinite, but it really depends on your creativity. I don't know if you saw it, but um, recently the same uh, in the AI space, they had Joe Rogan and Steve Jobs. Yeah. At 19 cool. minutes do like a mashup of an interview. Um, you have an amazing, I won't call it a podcast. I'll call it an amazing show. The talk um, show. Uh, yeah, absolutely. What, what were like maybe four or five of the biggest lessons you learned from season one? of high-level conversations? Um, one of the things that we didn't do was master our data. Uh, we are in the age where everybody is happy about analytics, but we don't own the data. So mm. we get to see aspects of the data. YouTube doesn't give us all the data. Instagram don't give us all of the data. On the back end, they have a master file that is way more complex, where if we had that information, we'll be able to do and target in ways that are- un- target like, yeah. With no complete income levels, we had no taste, desires of customers, we had no exact regions and everything. So without having that data, you don't really control your audience. You have access to your audience, right? So with getting, you know, millions, probably up to like 15 plus million views right now in the span of a few months, we don't own that data yet, right? So Right now, it's about if I were to put in mechanisms in place to make sure that we own that data from day one, the equity and the value of the show would be quadruple than what it is currently. It's still valuable. Still got the top show in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's all I'm saying. So um, another thing is factoring in audio, right? Our audio experience. So we don't often push the audio experience. So right now, visual and video is highly successful because it's a visual experience, right? You're getting the B-rolls, you're getting the overlay text, right? And I mean, we're always showing up fly. The set is always beautiful. So production is on point and it's on key, right? But from an audio experience standpoint, that number is not as strong as video. So now it's about making sure that we increase the audio experience and make yeah. sure people is know it's there so that we can get into more countries get into more households and get into flow of people that's on the move and that really just simply looks like you know um posting clips with synth waves and people talking right with quotes on there so that people can understand like oh i can listen to this too i don't have to spend a couple of hours watching this right 
So I will say that that's a key. Um, another, you know, when we first started, we didn't have all our creatives in place, right? I knew I had big ideas as far as how I wanted to do the thumbnails, how I wanted everything to roll out. So making sure that you got your full vision set as far as how robust that team, you always have to plan to succeed, right? And I don't think everybody plan to succeed. You plan, a lot of people plan to do okay, right? Yeah. So when I say succeed, like overwhelming success to where it's like, all right, now that you're at this level, what you going to do? And that means that you need to understand the business. So if you don't get into podcasting or media or creating a talk show, understanding the back end of the business goes directly to how you design the show, right? So therefore, I want to understand how ads work. I want to understand how media work. I want to understand how multi-channel networks work. I want to understand what is a hit show? What is the criteria of when I get a million views, two million views? What are the ways that people are selling content? What are the million ways that I can actually leverage it? Because once you become a player in the space, you now have a different level of value that you can leverage based on the equity that you put into that show. So for me, that's super key. Uh, and then last but not least, you know, I think there's some things you're supposed to learn on the go. Um, yeah. That's the beautiful thing because you get organic market viability. So they tell you what they actually like instead of you telling the customers what you like, right? Because I believe in building a community and then finding a way to service that community with a product or things of that nature. So the value chain is different. It's not what you want to sell, it's what they actually want, right? Session times, that's a much better business model. So right now, creating our newsletters, I would have put a Discord at the beginning of high-level conversations, and we have one rolling out because I want the community to be able to engage afterwards. Everybody goes in their silos, they have conversations about high-level conversations. So now it's time to curate that. And I get yeah. so many people that come to me and want to be on the show. And number one, you know, each show requires a certain budget. So I can't just say, oh, yes, you want to be on. You got to avoid everybody gets on. That's not how I operate. So, you know, I want a component called High Level Voices, where it's a much shorter version, maybe 10, 19 minutes, where we get to highlight some of the intellectual voices in our community. No, it's powerful, man. Um, let me ask you about crypto. I know you're, you're a crypto enthusiast <laughs> and um, the crypto market has been down just like the stock market has been down. Um, so a lot of people, you know, have lost money in crypto this year. A lot, people, a lot of people are nervous. A lot of people, you know, it's a lot of issues, security issues. What's your current thoughts on the state of crypto? Oh, man, that's a heavy one, because I think that crypto will benefit from clear regulation once it comes in. Right. I think that a lot of the crypto space, you is think so? a lot of the blockchain space right, is right now in limbo. The reason I say clear regulation is because you can't really build without fear of knowing whether when you build something successful is going to be attacked later by the SEC because you didn't know that you broke a rule that doesn't exist yet, yeah. right? So companies, I believe, that are fearful of putting too much money in this space and a lot of companies got cash reserves that's sitting on the side right now that they would probably love to employ with some of these ideas right, to get them some exposure in some of these companies, but they don't want to let her have that money tied up into a legal battle, right? So I think that clear regulation will allow people to easily communicate like, yo, this is an asset class. If you invest in this, maybe five to 10 years, you'll be solid to hold. But there are so many security concerns and legal concerns that a person can't assuage a person away because nobody knows what the rules are completely, right? And I think that these rules are not going to be beneficial to the crypto space, but I'm saying that as far as clarity on knowing where I can invest in, 
what I can build, what I can do. You can't go 100 miles per hour until you know the speed limit. Like, if, if they say it's 100 miles per hour, I can go. If they say it's 60, okay, we're going to put this on 60. But you can't just hop in a car and just put 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 your uh pedal to the metal and just go crazy. You feel me? So I think that um, crypto has a long battle ahead of it. I think that we can see crypto going, you know, much lower, right? Um, before, How much lower you think? Man, come on, Let's now. spice it up. Come on, Might clip this up. Listen, so what what Bitcoin I, going? I can see Bitcoin going to eight, then it possibly going to three. You understand me? Those are the two. Those are the two from what I say. You know it's funny because I'm not a I'm not a chart guy, but when I, I started looking at charts recently and I was looking at it, I said, okay, I see this shit. That's nigga up. This <laughs> is not why you're here. I see what brother Ian been seeing, man. I see what he's been seeing. Because it, it is a very real possibility. Um, at the same time, I don't think this is a market to be afraid of. I think this is the market to invest in, yeah. right? I think that if you were to have fear, it should be at when Bitcoin is at 66. Now when Bitcoin is at 19, now when Bitcoin is at eight, now when Bitcoin is at 3K, yeah. that's when you go all in, you triple, you double down. You understand? If you get to eight, well, I'm going to pile in heavy. Come on, eight is my sweet spot. If you get yeah. to three, then I want to sell everything I can to buy it. You know, that's that's it. Like the Rolexes, the gold, everything got to go. Yeah, you we know? officially call that loading the boat. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the super load right there. But eight is a, a very great sweet spot. 19 uh, keys predicts Bitcoin will go to 8,000. That's the headline. Mike, clip this up. <laughs> this is going to go crazy. Jay Rome, Hollywood Unlocked, going to be all in the comments. Now, <laughs> I take, though, is with Ripple in them, right? Ripple, you, you, you know, you, you can't tell nothing happened until... Because right now it's in the buy the rumor phase, right? So Ripple is up almost 80%, you know, and within this, uh, from the third quarter, I think it's, it's at, what, like 48 right now. Um, It had went down to around like 33, 31. It had went up to around 56. So a lot of people have been making money on Ripple, right, XRP. Um, And right now their legal situation is at this point where, both sides have talked to the judge and said that we need to find a review of the case. You understand me? They said that it should be enough information on both sides that you should be able to come to a settlement or whatever it's going to be. So the Ripple community is seeing that as a possible win. And I'm seeing Ripple actually expand right now during these times to build more confidence into that coin. So if Ripple was to win, Ripple rips away. And Ripple can take over certain market caps because even during this legal battle, the court of Ripple has remained stronger than ever. I mean, we've seen it strong during recession, during world economic uh, um, plights, during inflation, during crypto winter. Ripple actually makes no sense whatsoever. Now, if they lose the case, you see Ripple going down to a penny. <laughs> but if they win, that would be scary. Yeah, Ripple gets disrespectful to the market. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a joyous occasion if they win. Uh, even precedents. Yeah, when you, you was talking about Bitcoin, I started thinking about is the same precedent set for NFTs, because I'm thinking at a point now, I, I think that the sales are down by 90, 90 plus percent or something like that. Is this the time if we're in that space? Should we be getting super creative? We we've seen the influx, we've seen it be oversaturated. Obviously, it's scaled down now. Is this the point where we should be creative and seeing where we can put utility cases in for the future? What's your thoughts on NFTs? Great question. Y'all remember when we first talked about NFTs? Absolutely. I I told people, I don't care about the market. It's about the creative use case of it, right? Because the technology is the value. 
this this is what everybody was getting wrong is everybody was looking at trading value nfts were never supposed to be a commodity that was about trading right it popped up because of the art use that people was able to find it and everybody seeing people make money so of course man if there's money to be made people go jump into it but yeah. nfts were never made uh, uh to be traded commodities that go up to seventy thousand, a hundred thousand, right for no reason whatsoever right it was more so about these are now ways to create real digital assets that can be linked to to value right that people can own parts of the internet so what we see now in the market is a slow rollout of the value market of nfts which is much better for the specs if 80 percent of businesses fail why wouldn't goddamn 90% of a completely new, uh, unregulated, no value having new businesses? Because that's what I looked at a master. He said business. they had no value. But now, depending <laughs> on the projects, if a project yeah. literally has no value, there's no value, right? If they say just buy this because it's an NFT, that's a no value project. If they say buy this because you are getting an access pass, buy this because it's linked to buying a house and they say buying this because you know this is a ticket to market mondays that's the actual value of the business what's the value proposition and most people didn't look at what is the value proposition of this digital item that i'm buying right so that's like me creating a storefront on shopify and all i have is pictures right you're going to buy it and all you get is a receipt it's nothing else that's the end of the transaction right Nobody's going to buy that. They want a product. They want a service. They want some sort of access that come along with it. So I think this is actually the best time, but I think this is my advice to people. Don't call it an NFT. That's Wait, the why? best. Oh. Do not call it an NFT. The best thing you can do to increase, to sell NFTs is do not call it an NFT. If right now I say, listen, I don't do um, personal consultations, but I said I'm going to bring it back at some point in time, right? Limited. So there's a long list of people that want to get private consultations. Well, if I say, well, you know, I got this ecosystem where if you get one point, um, you know, you can get a 15-minute consultation. If you have two points, you can get an in-person consultation. Now, the way that you get those points, you have to go to my website and certain items that you buy come along with points that you can, you can get up to, right? Let's say 100 points. So you buy this item, right, this digital asset, and this one that you hold in your wallet comes with 50 points. The other one comes with 25 points. The other one comes with another 25 points. So now people are buying these points because they want to get the unlockable, which is the ability to get this consult. If I say buy NFT, the emotions, right, and a connotation and all of the news attached to an NFT is based upon its trading value, board a yacht, all of these different things. But if yeah. I say point. It's just a product Rock that you pulling, buy yeah. access to a service, right? Yeah. And I'm utilizing non-fungible tokens because it's the best way to track, right? When I'm doing, or SBTs, which is sold bound tokens, which people started rolling out, right? If they want lifetime membership where they can't trade it a movement, which I think is completely better than NFTs, it's getting directly to what is the value. So now you assess this thing from value rather than FUD, right? The fear of missing out, the not FUD, but that's fear of certainly doubt, but the FOMO rather. So I think that by calling it, same thing with LaRussell. You see LaRussell, right? They got a platform where they were selling uh, music. So let's say that music that he sold is an NFT. He don't have to ever say NFT. You're buying my music. 
most people are looking at the technology, they demonize the technology because the brand of it is being uh, misused, but the technology is still as valuable as ever. So I think don't call it an NFT. And I think that the industry grows. Um, what do you think the maybe three or four leading cryptocurrencies are of the future? And going back to the NFC point, how long do you do you think it would take for that marketplace to recover? Um, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano. I can't. I mean, you know, the XRP is completely dependent. Ripple's a dark horse. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but I think it's a fan favorite right now. So I would just say, it's, you know, it's an easy pick. I will go with those for now. Uh, there's a lot of projects that probably should be up there just based on the value of the type of projects that they're doing. Cause like some, Algorand? Yeah. And there's there's some that solve the very problems that are the issue with the market today. And I think that if companies was looking, let's say that they got an allocation of 20% of they budget to go into that space, I think that they will be looking for companies that actually solve problems in the real world, right? So there's going to be some right now that's probably not on the top 10, that's lower market caps, that are actual real companies that solve real problems. Say that again, yes. Yes. Because yes. I don't want people to miss that point, especially in a recession, because all the great coins, all the great companies, all the great media brands grow out of this turmoil. So I don't want people to miss that. Can you hit that point one more time? about okay. companies that are actually solving real world problems. So if you go look at, so there's a company called Karibo, right? Karibo is a cryptocurrency that particularly deals with when you send somebody the wrong cryptocurrency, there's a verification process that has to happen. So you can mm. get your crypto refunded rather than that money just being lost, right? That's solving a real problem, right? There's cryptos that are connected to Wi-Fi, right? And giving access Wi-Fi to like this peer-to-peer Wi-Fi that allows you to get access to it. We're talking about companies that whose mission is not making money, right? But solving problems and creating impact. That's a reason if you take that same scale model that you have for why would I invest in a stock? Just apply that same logic. Why would you invest in a cryptocurrency? Yes. And I think that the game is much better from there on. So let me ask you about Ethereum. Because you made a video a couple of weeks ago about the, um, the 2.0 update. Um, and Ethereum is a, a currency that is down 60% over the last six months. It's currently at uh, almost $1,300. Mm -hmm. So, um, <clears throat> but just in layman terms, how is that merger or update going to impact Ethereum cryptocurrency? And, and what's the long-term, um, you know, outlook on Ethereum? Um, I believe that Ethereum 2.0, I, I heard a hot take about this. It's taking too long, right? They plan to complete it. It's going to think it's like a six to 10 year plan to completely complete, you know, Ethereum 2.0. And the idea is to make it more robust right, so that it can compete with things like Visa, right, the transactions per second and how it can actually be utilized. I think that Ethereum needs to be way more competitive, right? Mm -hmm. I think Ethereum really needs to, uh, uh, Vitalik, I don't think is uh, good enough. He's like, fundamentally, he's great for Ethereum, right? But I think visually, brand-wise, I don't think he is. Like, if Elon Musk was at the head of Ethereum, yeah, right? Yeah, Vitalik is like the Zuckerberg of crypto. Uh, yeah, he's not a likable person. He's not unlikable. Yeah. He just has he just has no character traits <laughs> that are like, 
that, that are a reason to invest in it. So you looking at Ethereum, I think Ethereum is really being based on complete fundamentals right now, right? So people are like, okay, whatever it does and how it grows, I'm going to invest in Ethereum. Ethereum is not right now in this phase where people invest in it because it's sexy and things of that nature. So I think that that's not good for it because then once you start, you start grading a cryptocurrency like Ethereum completely on what it does next, what's the value, right? Then you're going to get a true value Ethereum, right? But what you want in that case is something that goes to skyrocket, right? You don't want people to react uh, realistically. You want them to react based on vision and their imagination, right? And fear of missing out on what the next biggest thing in the world is going to be. Now, I think that Ethereum's ecosystem is solid, right? Because they have all of these side chains and projects that's being built on it. And there's a possibility that some of these projects like Polygon can actually take over because I feel like they're being more innovative, right? It feels younger and it feels like they're really listening to the people where Ethereum has to be like this grandfather that sets these stern rules. The other children from Ethereum get to go and play and create innovative and more sexy things. High level, high level conversation. So we, we got, we talked about crypto. Obviously we talked about AI. I want to talk about VR though. Right, because that that's something that that we you know we actually experienced with you uh, when we were doing the Microsoft product. Obviously, we know Google has something, uh, Apple, Apple, potentially at, at some point in the next maybe sixteen months will have a wearable. Uh, the new Oculus just came out from Meta. I want to know about your thoughts on the the, the space uh, of wearables and where it's going and, and how it's going to impact the future. Um, I think it's going to take some time for wearables to really catch on. Number one, I don't think people have money. Um, I think right now when I think number one with the Oculus, I think it's a good product, but I don't think it's going to be hot enough for people to buy, right? Because the the the, the product is probably going to be the best one that they came out with, and this is Absolutely. probably the whole thing. But I don't think that the trend is going to be hot, and Meta is hot enough right now for people to just start buying it and buying it. Now you got holiday season, which I still think is going to be a very slow holiday season, so it's not going to be like previous years. And all they did was take the design of Microsoft HoloLens and they recreated it. The problem with Facebook is they're not innovating nothing. There's, they're not innovating nothing, yep. right? They're, they're, Facebook is a software company. It's trying to compete with like Microsoft and Apple. And Microsoft and Apple are already hardware. Hardware, and yeah. And so they're trying to get into hardware space and they're trying to get into new spaces that other companies already have a mastery on, right? If Apple wanted to jump in this space tomorrow with glasses, it will outpace and outsell anything that Meta could ever put out, right? That's just the Come fact. Brand-wise, court-wise, and their ability to create hardware. I think I told, who's this? Somebody I was talking to. Uh, it might have, was that you, Master Fester? Um, I was talking about the fact that if Meta had Apple creating his hardware, <laughs> they'd be solid. You understand me? Yeah. That is probably the dream marriage for them. But Apple don't seem, seem like they give a damn about Meta. Yeah, and Tim Cook and Zuckerberg are having some weird issues. Yeah, uh, it looked like something going on. So, and also Elon has an issue with... quit before this thing fully rolls out and this war continues to play out. Yeah. I, and I, I, think, I think the new Oculus will be amazing from what I heard about it. Um... The first version was pretty solid, but you're right. They did remix a little bit of the HoloLens. I do think they will create credibility for Apple to come in and take over that market. 
Uh, but I do think they need a facelift for sure. And shout out to Idris Sandu because he got his hardware where he brings blockchain to life to where it's called wearables, right? So he implants the blockchain chips inside of the clothing. It connects to that particular chip. So you are activated by putting your phone next to it. Um, and then anytime somebody tap it, right, it records that data. So like, let's say if LeBron James, let's say if I got him in a crown, LeBron James taps my crown, that's going to be recorded. But now if I transfer ownership over to LeBron James or he owned it at some point in time, that will be recorded as well. Or if I want to airdrop everybody who owns this particular crown content or a high level conversation, or let's say just airdrop them some tokens, only those people will receive it. So now what it's doing is you're looking at physical items with a different level of value, right? And I think what he's done is brilliant. So I feel like the hardware space, number one, is necessary for people to completely get blockchain. So it becomes practical. I think that the hardest thing about blockchain and cryptocurrency is the is the names, the technical names, because people don't understand all that shit, right? The average person, only 32% of America got a bachelor's degree, right? 87% actually graduated from high school. So you have these high level mathematical terms, right? That are disrespectful to the current intelligence of our population. <laughs> Disrespectful to the current intelligence of our population. So, 80, you said eighty percent of people graduate from high school. So, 20%, yeah, twenty percent. Around eighty-eight percent and thirty-two percent got a bachelor's degree. Hmm, that's interesting. We have lost Ian. Well, while he's figuring out his <laughs> Wi-Fi situation, um, let's let's talk about this. Um, DAOs. This is something that you know I know you are very enthusiastic about. Are you still enthusiastic about DAOs and talk to the people about DAOs if, they, if they're not familiar um, with a DAO and why a DAO is important? DAOs, Decentralized Autonomous Organizations. I love, I, 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 like when I first heard about NFTs, I love the concept because I just thought about all the things you can do with it. DAOs are another one of those things. I think, you know, I talked to a mass investor, Ian Dunlap, about this as well. I think it's one of those things as well. It's so valuable. The space is growing. So right now, the whole fear is attack. The SEC is stunting innovation. And they're doing it because I was watching a show called about Spotify yesterday, right? And this will remind me of what we're going through right now. Spotify in the music industry uh, or the music industry was fighting piracy, right? You had a whole court movement of piracy coming on where they were trying to make music free, right? So, you know, you had your piracy bay and line wires back in the day where everything was downloadable. And during that particular time, you get to see the inner workings of how the music industry was working directly with the feds. They working with right, the, the legal teams that's prosecuting these people because, you know, it's in their best interest to spend every single dollar to crush every single new industry if they don't control it. Old industries don't want to change, right? And this is what we really see when you see an SEC and you see these people go out there, that's big money from these corporations. The SEC not just sitting in the silo and saying, man, we hate this innovation. No, these companies with billions of dollars are saying, what y'all gonna do about this? You understand me? We pay y'all, right? So therefore, they putting pressure on them and they telling them at least slow this down or crush it until that we can control it. So I just want to say that piece before I say anything about DAOs, because a DAO essentially is a, you know, um, community owned business. 
So it's not owned by a corporation, but it's owned by the users. So um, Decentraland is a DAO. So Decentraland is a DAO. So essentially, you create a software. Let's say they create a virtual land. The virtual land has a smart contract. Let's say that 10% of all of the revenue goes to whoever created it, right? And 90% just goes right back onto the platform. Now, let's say if I buy land on that, I now am a stakeholder of Decentraland. I can buy into the token. I can buy land. But that gives me now voting rights. These voting rights says that now we get to vote on protocols that we want to have with Decentraland. So let's say if we want to make all the land free, we can go vote to say that this becomes a nonprofit and we want everything to be free, right? But that's going to happen by everybody that has a wallet that's connected to this token that is a part of this smart contract ecosystem, which is uh, Decentraland. They are now able to vote. But if I buy a hundred million dollars in land, I may or a hundred million dollars in tokens, I may have a higher voting percentage power, right? So my vote may mean a little more. But this is the idea. It's supposed to be a democratic system, right? Where these are not owned by companies. They're transparent. They're supposed to be immutable, right? And now DAOs are actually becoming one of the hottest places for people to work at because people are getting paid two, dollars $300,000 to be community developers, community managers in these DAOs. So another example is, um, they have friends with benefits, which is a social token, right? So they basically, they throw events, they throw parties, and they vote on the type of events, the type of parties, and type of engagements that they want to have. They have a treasury. The treasury is only getting allocated. Those funds only move if everybody who's connected to this DAO votes and said, this is what we want to have, have happen. The SEC is going after Board of Yacht Club right now, right? They, they started an investigation into them. Board and Yacht Club has their own DAO. So when you look at their token, their token only moves based on what the holders of that token want to have happen. So the owners that created it, or the developers, I should say, that created it said that they wanted to create their own eight blockchain. What they didn't realize inside that ecosystem was the opinion of all of the investors. All of the investors were more so, you know, heavy on Ethereum. Right. So they loved Ethereum. So they said, no, we don't want to create our own blockchain. Let's just build it on Ethereum. That was against the wishes of the developers. But because all of the investors have a say so, because it's not owned by one person. Now, everybody gets to participate in the future of this DAO. So that ensures as well that things can't like you can't scam nobody. It can't go against the people. You can't steal from the people. You can't just take out the treasury when you want to. But there's so many ways to use DAOs that it's more so about just looking at it and saying, that, OK, how could this fit in my business model? How could Earn Your Leisure be a DAO? Let's say if Market Mondays had a DAO, and it wasn't about controlling Market Mondays, it was about having an opinion in it. So there's a social token. Everybody going to buy into the DAO, right? Let's say that they got to buy a token or they buy an NFT, right, for a point, <laughs> right? So they go and buy a vote. Let's say they call it a vote. And they say, okay, Every week, we will vote on what we want y'all to talk about on Monday. Saturday, the vote comes in, right? And Sunday, y'all get the results. And then Monday, y'all talk about whatever the people said that they wanted to hear. Now, what this creates is you're directly speaking to the value and the needs of that community. And I'm saying this because I was thinking about creating a high-level DAO where y'all can help vote on topics, help vote on guests where y'all want to see things go. And then they can actually put money into the treasury to actually help me build it out. So if I say, yo, I want to do a movie and I want this movie to be like this. And I submit the script to everybody that's inside the DAO. 
And I say, well, y'all also can participate in the profits of the movie that will be automatically allocated, right? Because y'all can participate in the royalties of that movie and the profits. People will be like, okay, I don't like this script. I don't look like it's going to do anything, but I like this one. So everybody put up $100, right? And you got 10,000 people inside that DAO. Now these communities are bringing ideas together. The same thing can be added into the politics. It can be added into any industry across the planet. But I like the idea of DAOs. You know, I don't like the way SEC is going after everything blockchain. So we have to wait to see how everything develops. Uh, Ian is now back. Ian, you want to go and, and I'll follow up after you? Yes. Uh, rule okay. number one, sh uh, show note. Uh, don't let me say anything negative about Meta or Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> ever again. Even yeah, in Mexico. This seems to be a trend. There is a trend that is happening. You're doing a lot of, doing a lot of moving around. You're doing a lot of moving around. Listen, I like Meta. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen, Meta gave all of now us. Now I do too. <laughs> look, they gave all of us the opportunity. Uh, I can't say I like their business model around data, but I feel like they are in a space where they are forced to change their business model. Ads have decreased a very high percentage, and they're trying to figure out the same way music companies are trying to figure out when Spotify came on the scene, right, how to make money. And the only thing that they're going to be able to do is partner with the people in this Web3 style to try to figure out how do we increase revenue, how do we change the value chain of our business, right? and the value proposition of our business. So I think that what we're gonna see out of this recession is some better business models that will be forced to change. That's the one innovation. Ian, it looks like it looks like an episode of Law and Order, like you're in an interrogation room, like and they left you alone and you're trying <laughs> to like get your, get yourself together, man. You good? You good over there? No, nah, they put they hey, put they, they, they bring me some chicken wings. I'm telling everything. I'm just trying <laughs> nah, to man, you, they, <laughs> no, they look like they put you in detention. <laughs> <laughs> That was no, metaphor, no, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, for real. Mark Zuckerberg did it. Remember, I'm coming to save you, Mark. I'm sorry about that. I'm gonna quit. Be All the meetings having with them. I know. Um, Keys, I do have a question for you. What will stop um, DAOs from suffering the same fate as NFTs? Um, I think just hacking and legal issues. I think the value of DAOs is completely different than e NFTs because of the ecosystem attached to it. Like there's not a DAO that's going to be created without a value proposition and a reason. Um, the difference between NFTs and people are jumping in without understanding it whatsoever. You kind of got to understand a DAO in order, in order to jump in. It's like choosing your club, right? So it's like, I'm going to get this DAO because it gives me access like Soho Club, right? And they have something like mm. that in New York right now where it's like, I get access to creative space. So I'm getting in this DAO with the value up front. The thing about NFTs, the value was a roadmap. It was a promise. It was, none of it was up front. So also with, you know, they start making billions of dollars and challenging corporations and the new things of business and capitalism and democracy. Now that's when regulation will start looking at them to try to figure out, is this legal? What is this space? Should we create a new rule for it? Right? Well, most people don't know that Ethereum fork first happened because of a DAO called the DAO. The, the, the DAO mm. was happening. That DAO was hacked, and I think like something around 10 to 40 million dollars was stolen, and they created the fork so that they can give people their money back, right? So that was one of the first DAOs. And so after that, you know, you had the legal issues that come in and the security issues come in. So now you got these DAOs have some of the best legal teams, and now they are making sure that they are safer now because that was one of the biggest risks. Because you have basically transparency. Everybody can see what you're doing. Your code is out there, right? 
that's dangerous. Typically, companies want their secrets private, right? So I think that the way people are going to use DAOs, number one, it allows you to skirt around investors having, you know, um, uh, certified investors and all of that and all that SEC shit. So people would like to use DAOs for that because we're trying to figure out how to get the poor man rich and how to get around these rules. But SEC going to look at that and say, we don't like y'all creating things to get around us. <laughs> so naturally, they going to go after some of these DAOs. I think some of them going to be okay. It just depends on the business model of it. If you got a business model based on philanthropy, hey, it's transparent. Whoever gives money to this DAO, if BLM was a DAO, everything would have been transparent. Nobody would have had a problem. The people would have voted and say, yo, we want schools, right? We don't want money to go over here. We don't want money to go over here and account for every single dollar spent and they would have had to say so for every single dollar lent. You understand me? And I think that it creates a much more transparent world. 19 Keys, the greatest thought leader of the generation. I think one of the aspects that gets overlooked when it comes to you is your strategic planning. Um, and you can hear about it when you talked about the Dow, even in the conversations we have, is you yeah. always have a plan about something. And I'm looking now behind you with the chart paper. Can you take us through that process when it, when you have an idea to the execution of it with any endeavor you have, whether it's high level conversation or some of the other things you partake in? What's that process like for you from idea to execution? Man, that's a good question. I first look at it, first of all, I try to get a vision for everything first. If I don't have a clear vision for it, I don't feel like I'm going to move and I'm not going to do anything. I got It got to be a vision of where it's exciting. The moment that I get excited about something, then I can execute. So I get excited. I write down what that idea is and I start researching. What do I need in order to get this idea and bring this to life? What's going to be my hurdles? What's going to be my challenges? I try to imagine the road ahead. And I imagine that as big as possible. Like, I don't want to imagine, you know, uh, my success is, you know, I get $100,000. What it will be like if I got a billion dollars? What it will be like if I got 100 million views? So what will be the roadmaps, the challenges that will come ahead of that and then how can I innovate in a way where I'm not doing something like somebody else right I never that's that's another one of my fears I never want to do nothing like anybody else because then I don't need to exist there's already somebody doing it if I'm doing it how can I improve upon the space and how can I inspire others that come in after me so a person may look at me as competition but then they also look at me as inspiration that has to be both of them built into it so let's say high level conversations I knew, I said, I, 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 I was talking to a metric. I said, listen, when we shoot this, the production has to be on point. We have to shoot this like a documentary style. We have to shoot this in a way where it's visually appealing. We're going to be giving high level knowledge and information, wanting people to sit down for an hour, two hours, three hours to intake this. And we have a culture that's built on entertainment, not information. So we got a hard road ahead. How do you get people to sit down? We have to make it entertaining, right? So by making it entertaining at the same time, we got to add in the fashion point. We got to be fly. What is the set going to look like? What's the production going to look like? If I look at controversial Kanye West, if I look at, you know, uh, uh, way he did his sets, though, when he came out and he said that I want to be the next Disney, right? People looking at him like he was crazy. But then he started doing these wild sets. His production was over the top, right? And it changed the game, right? So I looked at it. I said, how do I create a set? How do I do production that's going to change the game? Because I don't often want to listen to somebody's interview or conversation or content. It's not that the value isn't there. The production isn't there. 
So it's disrespectful that a rapper go spend $100,000 on a video to get you to watch it for, for three minutes. But you want somebody to watch something for an hour and you won't put no budget behind it, no production, no assistance, no nothing. And you want people's attention that has an attention of a fish. So nah. So when I get into a new space, I'm going to study it. Who's my competition? My competition is never the peers as, that are cross-lateral. It's always vertical. It's always yeah. people at the top, right? So I'm looking at who is the top of this space what are they doing? Because they are actually creating the barriers for competition, doing things that I can't afford, doing things that I can't do. So I'm looking at the top in that space first as competition. I do all my market research. Then I'm doing peer-to-peer -peer research. I'm asking questions. Yo, Rashad, what you think about this? Yo, Ian, what you think about this? Yo, Troy, what you think about this? I remember talking to uh, Gilly, asking Gilly and talking to Gilly about, you know, million dollars worth of game. And he gave me a million dollars worth of game. So therefore, I want to build it. So if you build any company, you should build it to think about, it. can you sell it? Because if you're thinking about, can you sell it? You're building it from a standpoint of, I'm putting equity and assets into this. So it increases the value of it. So market research, vision, um, looking at top level competition, innovation, and how can I change the world? I think are my fundamentals about any idea. How do we get rich in 2023? Let's get right to the spicy, yet informative talk. Uh, about trading? Um, <laughs> yeah, listen, man, there's, there's so much money in the market right now, and, and, and people are disrespectful to trading right now. Also, I always say, I remember I said maybe five years ago in Alabama, I said, if the market goes down, entrepreneurs are going to want to figure out how do I keep making that same amount of money? Everybody can trade. So... Sure consulting people that don't know how to make money is key, but never consult saying that this is what I would do. You have to consult to it from a place of this is what I am doing. I am right? doing currently. Yes. This is a, if anybody want to increase their content engagement and they want to give better advice, only speak from what I am doing. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you can prove out models and then teach other people those models, you will become valuable in a time where people have to, where they feel like they have to decrease spending. Right. One thing you want to have for your business, like even inventory strategies are key, right? Inventory strategy. Should you reduce stock levels? Should you raise stock levels? How do you find your balance? In a downturn economy, sales are slow. Inventories uh, uh, can build up. You understand me? Customers have less money. They spend on non-essential items while prices are increasing. Right. So if you're holding a large amount of excess inventory, it can cause problems going into recession. So carrying inventory costs money that cannot be invested in other areas. It doesn't leave room for flexibility and change of markets, right? But if you reduce market too much, then it's going to be hard for you to expand because if your competition doesn't have that product and you swoop in and be like, well, I still got inventory, right? Now you have the opportunity to expand and take on a new customer base. So for me, it's finding that balance of what is your plan for expansion in 2023? Look at, look at, when you're looking at your uh, business, you got to look at what is the most important things that people spend money on, right? Groceries, utilities, education, childcare, clothing. Those are the top five, right? Then you got holidays, entertainment, and dining out. Those are the bottom three of least important things. So if you are in an industry that is about dining out, entertainment, and holidays, it people feel like they have less money. Entertainment is different. Content entertainment, people want escapism at a higher level. So yeah. people are afraid of getting rid of their Amazon. 
People are afraid of getting rid of their Netflix because they need that entertainment in their life to take them away from the seriousness of everything that's going on in the world that's going to increase stress, anxiety, and depression. So now you are at this point of making sure that you have a business model that is based on needs and wants, right? Like things that people actually want, not what you want to sell, but what the customer wants. Then how are you going to expand your business? Look at varying your product lines. Go look at what the competition is doing very well, right? What people really want, what's still selling, and you want to get into new lanes. 43% of small business owners are in fear that inflation is the biggest risk to their business. Fear if business is not good. You start making decisions based on fear is the worst thing that you can do. So you want to build up cash reserves. You want to go on the offensive. You want to attack. You want to move into new markets. You want to reshape your business proposition, your value proposition rather, and you want to maintain customer service. The markets will not always be down and they will reward you, right, for going on the offensive, increasing your customer service, and going on the attack while they're down. So when shit is down, go up. Ask yourself this last question. What is the one skill that is giving you an ROI right now? What is the one skill that's giving you the best ROI and what skill can you learn to give you a greater ROI? You understand me? That is a very key thing that you need to think about. When you're looking at your employees in your company right now, you may want to fire some people because you want to decrease spending. At least 25%. That is very important right now. So if you fire people, you still need those needs in that business. Some people you're going to realize like, wow, you're not actually effective at doing anything for the business in that sense, right? You may be, it may feel good. Like him 500, I had a conversation with him. We was talking about people that are good for the culture of business and people that are effective for the business, right? Sometimes people stick around because they are effective for the culture of the business, Right but they're not effective at actually being producers in the business. And so you have to grade them people to make sure that you have solid people on the team. Eliminate unused services, downsize office space. You understand me? If you need to get a better working model, invest more into marketing, increase automation. You understand me? Um, don't stop spending money, but spend money in the right places, right? So that you can expand. Don't ditch automation, increase automation, so that you can get more for your money, right? Um, do not take any unnecessary high cost risk. You want to do everything that is planned out and cost efficient, right? And you want to make all of your decisions based on the financials, your analytics, and none of them are complete. This is the most important. Make none of your decisions based on fear, right? Make sure you tap in the 19 keys. There you have it. Before we wrap, before we wrap, we got to talk about London. We got to talk about London. Um, and, uh, you know, I announced a couple of weeks ago, like Ian and trap, they're going to be doing their one, two thing on stage together. But we, what we haven't announced is that EYL 19 keys will also be doing. Oh, what? Say what? <laughs> 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 Say it again. I don't think they heard you. It's going to be different. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be different. It's yeah, not the same. Listen, man. It's I, not I, the I, same. I'll be honest with you. I reserve a lot of things, right? Till I, till I get on stages. This, this knowledge right now, I probably, you know, I can tell you right now, that's going to make you some money. That's going to change your life. You got to wait till you hit that stage, though. I got I to gotta wait till that stage. I got to wait till I'm at the Royal Albert Hall. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's, it's, it's, it's powerful. And, and I was talking to Keys. I was kind of going through, running a show. And I'm like, you know, different 
possibilities of how to do it. And you can come on, you can interview somebody, you can do your soul, da, 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 and we kind of both agreed that to reach maximum um, power and maximum, you know, you know, just bomb explosive situation, it would just make the most sense for us to come on stage together and curate a legendary, you know, moment in time. So EYL 19 keys on stage together, Royal Albert Hall. A high level moment. Yo, uh, extremely high level moment. <laughs> come fly, come fly. Listen, yeah. yes. listen, yes, I know we do drip report. This drip report, you know what I mean? I want to be brought to you by your highest level of drip. You understand me? Put on them suits, you understand me? Get on your dapperness, ladies, put on a dress. Pull up like it's opera night. You know what I'm talking about? Keys, That's keys, keys. We got, we're not gonna tell him to pull on a dress. We're gonna tell him to pull on a gown. Again, come on, man. Wow. A gown. Language is important. Yeah, bring the pearls out. You know what I'm talking about? The mother pearls, bring them out, shine, put the jury on. You understand me? Leader watching home, I want you to get rocked. But you understand me? Put your crown on, ladies and gentlemen. I want, listen, I want to look at them pictures and it look like, them debutante balls that we had in the 30s, you understand me, where Black people was all dressed up and we were dressed like we we're going into a wealth renaissance. You know, like that's that should be the feeling like, yo, I know it's a recession right now, so carly, even though, you know, nobody will announce it in the government. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I wanted to look like one of the wealthiest times in history. Like, I, it, it should confuse people. Like, what? when did y'all do this? This was, it was this in high inflation times? This was during global recession time? This was during high food prices and, you know, uh, the UK and you Russian issues? No, it don't look like it. It should look like everybody there is preparing for wealth and success. That should send a message and a statement to the whole world. Come there like you know you're royal. There you have it. Royal Albert Hall, 19 Keys, Ian Dunlap, Wall Street Trapper, EYL, Shop oh, 10. Oh, these are two high-level conversations. No, nah, no, nah, I'm about to get to that. Um, but yeah, I thought you was closing out, my breath. No, 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 yeah. So next week, we will be in Baden, London. There's still a few tickets left. Go to investfest.com, link in the description, link in the bio, um, and get your tickets. Once again, like I said about Market Mondays, don't miss moments in history. This is a, yeah. a moment in time. Um, you know, traveling across the seas and going to different continents and different things of nature. It's not something that has ever been done before. So, you know, it's a learning experience, even putting together this event. It's a lot of work. Shout out to everybody that's been helping us. Shout out to the whole team at Tape London. Shout out to Dayu. Shout out to everybody, man. What, you know, these are things like when you look at, you know, whatever it is, whether it's Woodstock or whether I think mm -hmm. they had a, they had a, they had an event in Harlem that um they made a documentary about that didn't get publicized, but it was like a musical, real big musical festival that they had like in the documentary. Yeah, um, when you look at these moments in, in history, you were either there or you weren't there. Mm. And it's always important to be there. Mm -hmm. Like the, the March on Washington, the Million Man March, Invest Fest. These are capsules, historical moments mm -hmm. that will mm -hmm. be remembered hundreds and thousands of years from now they will look at it it's like it's like the hieroglyphs and on the pyramids where these videos these clips will be living testimony of the times that we're in and this will be no different 
historical. And no disrespect to Woodstock or anything, but those events that make people millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars either. In the words of Keys, all they got after that was a receipt. This, is, this is transformational. That's yep. a fact. That is a yep. fact. That's a big difference. So London, it's not too late. Get your tickets before before it's too late. Um, the whole Europe, um, anybody that's in America, I highly recommend. You can still get a cheap plane ticket, $700 mm-hmm. from New York um, if you want to fly out there and experience and travel. Don't be scared to travel. This Traveling is the traveling one thing so that... Traveling is the one thing that... What they say you spend money on, you it's guaranteed return on the amount of money that you spend. Like, you know what I mean? Because you you open up your, your eyes to the world, you get inspiration, you get motivation, you get education, you get to connect with people, you relationships. So traveling is something that is extremely important. And um, if you're able to, you should travel as much as possible, but it's important to travel with a purpose. It's okay, it's cool to go to Miami to just hang out and just, you know, that's cool. But it's more important to actually like have a purpose. Like I'm going to InvestFest Europe to get information, to learn, to be in an environment with thousands of people from America, from the UK, from Germany, from all over Europe. Like think about how that might potentially change your life. Mm-hmm. Open your yeah. eyes, meet, meet different people, you know, have a whole different perspective, gain some level of inspiration that'll help you in your business. Cause this is what it's all about. So Invest Fest Europe, Halloween, we are coming. And um, Great. the UK will never be the same. Shout out to all the Brits. And then also High Level Conversations season two coming this Saturday with uh, Tariq Nasheed. Very important conversation. Talk about reparations and a variety of other things. And, you know, once again, um, you know, 19 Keys came, came like a tsunami. And, um, you know, I knew that this situation was going to be powerful and is even just as powerful, even more powerful than what anybody thought it was going to be. And, um, you know, a partnership with 19 Keys, because you can only partner with somebody like 19 Keys. And, you know, a partnership with 19 Keys has been extremely um, powerful. And I I think that is something that, you know, is good for not only the culture, but it's good for the world because, you know, the platform and his voice together has just it's it's like a napalm bomb that has shook up the world and you look at you know million 3.5 million views for billy carson and different Mm -hmm. things of that nature yeah that's up to 3.9 3.5 i think no it's 3.9 3.9 yeah don't cheat him yeah yeah that was my favorite (laughs) okay so 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 yeah man so you know once again shout out to you for having the vision and um and just being willing to work with us because it's not easy. A lot of times people have pride, ego, and they don't want to collaborate. They feel like they're, they're too big and they don't, they want to do everything by themselves. But the only way that we really move forward is, is if we work together and market Mon- market yeah. Mondays is, is an example of that. And high level conversations is an example of that as well. So yeah, yeah. I, w- I want to give you a lot of credit keys because it literally it was almost about a year to the date uh, where we sat down and I think we were eating like, we were upbeat and we were just having sal. I'm like, yo, we need to join forces. And it was quick. It was like, let's do it. And ever since that moment, I and I remember telling you, I'm like, look, this is gonna be the greatest year that you've ever had. And you're like, nah, we. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. This is gonna be the greatest year. And so to see the evolution, to see the success of the show, to see the impact that it's having is absolutely incredible, man. But it it, it goes to the lack 
or the death of ego and saying like, these are my brothers, these are my partners in this, let's build something that's gonna be historic. And I called you the other day after I had watched the episode um, and I was like, look, this, is, this isn't a show. This is a historic documentation that's taking place mm -hmm. been delivered in such a way that is gonna live on forever, man. So kudos to you. These, these are your flowers. I wanna give them to you right Thank now, my brother. You. Congrats on everything. Season two, let's talk about it. Thank you for y'all for this partnership. You know, I think that this has been one of the most fruitful partnerships of my life. Um, you are having that vision, um, having the audacity to partner with 19 Keys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I, I feel like a lot of people, they, they know the value is there. And, you know, I'm one of the people I always feel like I'm ahead of my time. So I always have to be patient for times to catch up. And I think that what I've experienced over the last couple of months is, you know, people really um, communicating to me in a way that they recognize my value, right? And recognize my value in a way that I recognize my value, which is completely new to me because that's what I'm hearing being communicated for the things that I value the most. You know, we have a very ignorance-based culture. So creating something that's around enlightenment, right? Information, knowledge, education, curation, history, science, mathematics, astronomy, right? All of these different things. That's an uphill battle, right? Mirashad talk about that all the time, the uphill battle we got with culture because ignorance is at an all-time high. Distraction is at the highest levels that they've ever been in history. And attention, right, is still the most highest performing commodity on the planet Earth. So attention is becoming more important than ever and everybody is fighting for it. We have a huge fight on our side because you can't do anything without learning and educating yourself. Um, season two is going to, you know, come in hot. Um, there's a lot of things I want to do with this show, right, with high-level media. Um, I, I really want to have this as our library of Timbuktu, our library of Alexandria, where there was so much history that was stolen from us, so much knowledge and information and I want a new generation to come up and be like, yo, I want to be completely right immersed and indoctrinated in all of the knowledge of the world that we don't know about, right? And they should be able to come through high-level conversations from episode one through forever and be like, yo, this is the best education I've gotten in my life. It's a completely mental, spiritual, physical, financial, metaphysical re-engineering and reprogramming of the culture. And I've gotten celebrities, I've gotten athletes, I've gotten rappers, actors, all sort of people reach out and be like, yo, them high-level conversations have changed my life. So them conversations behind the scenes be powerful to me. And I'm talking about all kinds of people, right? So I love that the most. Um, you know, shout out to Charlemagne, the guy. He didn't he didn't do the podcast yet, so I'm calling him out on that. But you know, he he had sent me a text at one point in time. He said, I was in a barbershop in New Jersey. And he said, every time I walk in there, they watch a high-level conversations or they're talking about it. And he was like, and after they seen him on Breakfast Club, or I think, yeah, it was before, it was like, yeah, 19 Keys? And it was like, yeah, bro, official. He was like, no, he official, official. He said, no, his barber said it three times. He said, when they say it like that, in the barbershops in Jersey, it hit different. Absolutely. Just to know that these conversations and people are watching this information and having conversations about it, man, that brings joy to my heart. So I wanted to make sure that season two was a reflection of that. And then we come in strong. I got an episode with my father and my brothers that I think that's going to be hard hit. 
Um, I got one with Tariq Nasheed. I got some special, powerful guests that's going to be coming. I got to do a lot of traveling to get all these episodes done. Um, so I really just want to thank the fans, thank the viewers, thank all my high levelers out there that have been tapping in and deciding to put their mind and their attention in a place where it's going to give them a return on attention. You understand me? They're getting a return, ROA. What is your return on attention, right? The things you pay attention to should increase you in abundance and magnitude. And high-level conversation 100% completely does that. Rashad and Troy, you all have done a tremendous job by creating a platform here. Um, and I've talked to you all behind the scenes where I don't just want to have high-level conversation show. I want to help other creatives that have intellect, that have wisdom, that have ideas out there also create shows, right? Because I feel like high-level media has an ability to consult and help you create a better production so that the information gets the stage that it deserves so that the people can absorb and consume it in the right manner, in the right facility. So look for some of your highest voices. You understand me? Your greatest voices in the world. I want to show where it's, it's everybody reaches out, the high-level voices. Um, it's just a, a short clip and a short show where I talk to different voices around the world. You understand me? It may be somebody that's a intellectual leader, somebody that is a revolutionary, somebody that is a scientist, an author. I really want to give a platform for all of the voices. I want people to be able to look back in 20 years and be like, yo, everybody came through there. Everybody that was somebody in that era went through the Earn Your Leisure platform. They all touched that stage. You know how we look back in history and be like, yo, Damn, all them people was interconnected. They was around at the same time. Did they know about each other? Did they collaborate at some point in time? And it should exist right there as a template to be like, yeah, they all passed through. You understand me? So we may create the next uh, uh, Ian Dunlap. Maybe the next Rashad. Maybe the next Troy. Maybe the next 19 Keys. You did? That's what we're here to do. High Level Conversation Season 2 is going to be the biggest season ever. It's, a, it, it's not like... House of Dragons, no. <laughs> better than that. We got, we got good lighting. You funny. Yo. Yeah. Oh, they are, yo, one of the funniest guys out there. 19 keys. One man. of them one. Always a pleasure, my brother. Oh, looking looking oh. forward to London. Looking forward to, you know, just the camaraderie anytime that we link and it's good to have everybody out there man just yeah. beyond beyond win we shall have another epic debate at uh one of the shishas out there oh, yeah, that's <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> yes. and if you want to impress your girl or any woman invite her to the royal albert hall say like, baby we are, tonight we're going to the royal albert hall Date night. See, invest fest. She gonna be like, "What? I didn't even know you knew about this." <laughs> it's a Big night vibes. she never forgets. A night to remember. That's a high level date. A night to remember. Nineteen <laughs> keys. Always a pleasure, my brother. I'll tap in with you, man. Yeah, Thank you again, you. man. Love you. Respect you, man. And um, uh, we'll talk uh, soon. Love is love, yes, bro. Sir. Peace yes. to the gods. Yes, Sersky. Yes. Another That's my guy, man. High level conversation. Yeah. 19 keys, man. His, his sense of humor is classic, man. I, I, he doesn't show that side as much, but when we have conversations, we always laugh. It starts with laughing. Always. <laughs> Good dude, man. He a jokes too. Don't, don't think y'all gonna come around keys and, and tell crack jokes and he's not gonna get you back. 
So that he, boy, he's witty with it. He's witty. Yeah. <laughs> Good like dude, man. Good. Hey, Keys, I just want to let you know, uh, if, if you're still listening, the, the scoreboard, I think EYL might be up on the drip. We, I think we up at least like two on the scoreboard. So we're going to see Roy Albert Hoy. Will, <laughs> will the score get even? We'll see. <laughs> Shout out to everybody that uh, has elevated their drip over the last couple of months, man. It's very important. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I like when people look good because when they look yeah, good, you, they feel good. Exactly. And they conduct themselves your a certain way. Your presentation is extremely important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, not just for how other people view you, but how you view yourself. Mm -hmm. It says Absolutely. a lot about, you know, your, your self-confidence and, and different things of that nature. Like when you take the time to actually, you know, get a haircut, when you take the time to actually, you know, shape your beard up and, and, and put on some clothes, different things of that nature, it's, it's saying that, you know, you hold your, you hold yourself to a higher level of regard mm -hmm. um and it's important and it's especially important in the times that we're in right now because you know a lot of things are happening and you know self-esteem could be an issue social media people compare themselves to other people and you know online bullying and different things of that nature even mm -hmm. for kids and adults as well so it's important to understand that you know always look at yourself as royalty um and no matter what your circumstances are and your presentation is definitely a part. 48 laws of, of um power. That's one of it. Um, you know, be regal in your appearance. Um, yep. that's one of that's one of the 48 laws of power. So it's extremely important to understand that. So um, yeah, man. There it goes. Right around the corner. I can't believe it. This flew by. London's right oh, around Lord. the corner, Madison Square Garden's right around the corner. It's it's gonna be a a crazy close to the to the year, man. Uh get your tickets, MSG. Fireworks is going to be a vibe, man. I'm very excited about MSG. Very excited about London. Um, so hopefully we can see everybody at both of those events. Don't miss it. Um, and yeah, and let us know where you want to where you want us to go next for Market Mondays because yeah. we went to well, we did uh, New York, New York, Houston. We did Houston. We're circling back to New York. So yeah. um, let us know the area. Yeah, there's some, there's some cities out there that they say Bay we area. have to come to. We Bay should. Area is a good a good market for sure. Uh, the DMV is a good market for sure. Chicago is always a good market. United Miami. Center, yeah. Miami. Miami. Miami, Miami. Poppy. Miami tricky. Miami, Miami's tricky, right though. Now. Miami's tricky, though. True. Miami's tricky. We're going to yeah. see. We're going to fly the, the we gonna see. Miami, Miami, Miami and L.A., the same vibe. Like L.A., oh, yeah, we haven't done anything in L.A. That's um, true, too. And Toronto, Canada is another city that um is interesting as well so you know 2023 put in chat some some places that you would like to see market mondays yeah. um grace and um we'll try to make it happen yeah yeah well while we're here folks shout out to the good folks at ally we want to let you know about a great choice if you're looking to bank or invest ally is a leading digital financial service company with passionate customer service innovative financial solutions and our relentlessly focused on doing it right for both customers and our communities get with ally so you can save invest and spend on the things that matter most to you for everything we need we're all better off with an ally shout out to the good folks over there and again shout well we didn't say detroit shout out to detroit detroit too i said detroit oh you did yeah uh, um yeah, yeah. shout out to Nas, he had another big game. Yes, he had two games. Killer. Seven touchdowns and three interceptions. Seven? Man. Damn. Wow. So he's, he's going crazy right Looking now. Looking like Derrick Henry out there. <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> going, he's, going, he's going crazy out there right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He might have to switch focus and, and focus on football. Looks get, this, like, yeah, get the football thing going. Looks like football might be uh he calling. He's going to be like 6'8". Yeah, yeah, yeah. At so, least. Yeah, yeah, football, I don't know. Might have to. 
NFL. Yeah. NFL. <laughs> I got That's it. tough. Yeah. That's tough. Walmart. Yo, big earnings week, by the way. I don't want everybody to think, yeah, the big earnings week. Uh, we got the big boys reporting. Uh, Netflix will be reporting. Uh, shout, we said Ally. Shout out to Ally. I will be reporting. Tessa on Wednesday. Uh, who else we got? ASML. We talked about them. Ally's going to be reporting on, on Wednesday as well. Uh, we got, let's see, AT&T, American Airlines. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a big week, man. And we talked about it with the, CBS, the importance of this earnings call for the third quarter. So just want to add that in there. Fourth quarter. Well, the third or the third quarter the earnings. Third goal. quarter earnings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fourth quarter. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting into the year when yeah. it comes to the stock market. Um, you gonna see it's gonna be a hell of a ride. Oh, who's gonna do better, Ally or AT and T? I'm putting my money on Ally, not just because they're sponsored. Ally, shout out. I'm, to staying, Ally. I'm staying on brand. <laughs> yeah. Tesla is gonna be interesting. Yeah, um, I know I talked about it in the presentation, but Tesla's had no net buyers inside the company. In 12 months so it'll be very interesting to see and i think netflix's uh ad subscription starts i think november 3rd so be on the lookout for that the the print the price is gonna be, plan. yeah 6.99 plan where they put ads inside of it so um hopefully there's gonna be some revenue coming in in, in that way that 6.99 ticket boy like it listen because i finally went to the pizza places right so like <laughs> if a <laughs> if a large pizza in new york costs more than your subscription what are the chances of profitability using that model? Uh, still tough. in a meeting. Still, still in a meeting. Still. Still. Still in a meeting. Shout out to Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Still in a meeting. <laughs> how'd, you meet, how'd you meet him with Meta go? Amazing. Mark Zuckerberg, I'm coming to save you. Oh, baby. Still in a meeting. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I'm, I'm learning. I'm, lear I'm learning both sides. Bringing up, it's okay, you tone down a little bit of the rhetoric i'm like but the reports say <laughs> if i can read over the maternal reports say but oh, bo oh baby in a recession you have to come help netflix we'll come help shout out to everybody at endeavor we're coming to help pose the problem and then pose the solution mantra for 2023 I like swear that. coming to save you i like that I don't know if Zuckerberg get that checkbook out. Maybe we can buy Square. <laughs> <laughs> what do I know? What do I know? There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. All right, guys. Be well. Uh, Midwest, we on our way. Columbus, Ohio. Yes. Chicago this week. Shout out to everybody in the Midwest. Um, and yeah, man. Tap in. Rate Can't Market Mondays. Go to the Apple Podcast Charts. Very important. Subscribe to Market Mondays. Leave a five star, five star rating, and leave yes. a review. Leave a review. We are doing a giveaway, um, and sharing your stories. We are doing a five k giveaway, and those are the, those are the requirements that are needed um, to enter to win. Mm -hmm. So um, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Another legendary conversation, Bam. high level conversation. See you guys soon. Tap in tomorrow. Tap in Mario Kelly, EYL. And tonight, after you watch this on Revolt, Hitmaker, okay. season 2.5 of Assets Over Liabilities is back. Underway. Yes, sir, Ski. DVR it. Play it. Love is love. Y'all be safe. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. 
you can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.